Curry for January 18th, 2021, episode number 57. Oh man, it sounds so ominous. Dum, bum, bum, but the bum, bum, bum. Yeah! It's been two weeks, a little over that time, to talk to my buddy there in Northern Virginia as I'm Adam Curry here in Austin, Texas. Over there, the man who knows how to use the silky throat sounds, Mr. Mo Fax. How you doing, Adam? <laughs> I'm doing great, Mo. I love this. I love this track. This is like <laughs> Three Six Mafia tear the club up. Yeah, which uh, is appropriate. <laughs> well, first of all, <laughs> how you doing, man? Everything good? Everything okay there in uh, at the homestead? Everything's good. Uh, had to take a break from social media, of course. I saw that. I saw you as saying you were leaving of your own accord. Yes. Okay. Because uh, I knew what was coming, and we're going to cover that, you know, um, maybe. <laughs> and just had to back up, take a step back. Uh, now, did you get off inside you, the house? Did you stop YouTubing and Instagram and everything? Instagram and Twitter. Only if you want to leave a uh, message or uh, comment, YouTube or email. That's that's the that's only it? two ways right now. Right. Oh. That's it. Right for right now. Like I said, I might be back. It, you need it for promo and that kind of stuff, but well, other I, than that, I, it's it's a cesspool, man. Well, you know, I I have my thoughts on this, and absolutely, the 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 idea of the global uh you know village square is a dumb idea. We're tribal by nature, and we should all be hanging out with our own little tribe and with our own little truths and our own little thing, and yeah, our own bubble. And uh, once in a while, someone from the other tribe will come over, we'll visit, and you know, we might argue, we might not, you know, we can smoke the peace pipe, and there's no, re- <laughs> there's no reason to everybody be in the same thing than, you know, trying to convince everybody else they're dumb. You know, that's why I like No Agenda Social. You know, it's a, it's We it's might have to tribe. build a MoFax with Adam Curry Social. Oh, we can set that, that up. Bit. Yeah, we can set that for up that pretty very easy. Reason. Sure, sure. Because my problem with that is the things that you don't want to see yeah um it creeps in you might be going to one place to do one thing and it's like oh what is that message or oh what is that comment and then it it takes you down a whole path that you really don't want to go down so i noticed that so i was like let me take a step back because i know they're about to turn ratchet it up Oh yeah, uh, to ten. <laughs> so, oh yeah, this one goes to eleven. Actually, Mo, we right. really know how to crank this one up. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. It's fantastic. I I've been waiting for this. I've been prepared for for probably ten years. I've been ready for this for this deplatforming moment. Oh yeah, and yep. I'm not a big social media user to begin with, but the stuff creeps in. It yeah. really is very very subtle. But it's but, but it's it's, it's, it's much cooler than that. I mean, when you see an entire network parlor being systematically taken down by their competitors in Silicon Valley, oh my goodness! You know, no one's talking about it in that way right now because, of course, it's all domestic terrorists and Nazis. But what really happened was the 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 epitome of anti-competitive behavior. No, this is this yeah. this is not done by a long shot. It's not just people getting kicked off of social media. This is going to go much deeper. It's going to be if, it's going to be very interesting. And for the people that didn't know, um, I was on Hotel Jesus show. Yep. This Saturday, and we talked about some of this. Uh, and of course, I know you don't 
typically listen because we don't want to. Well, I, uh, I always check in with my man Mo, make sure his mic is right. sounding okay because I'll be the first one to say, well, turn it up, whatever, do something. And then I watched uh, uh, for, I don't know, about 30 minutes. Uh, and I think Hotep had at least three sushi rolls and uh, <laughs> some. <laughs> he likes eating on camera. That's, that's interesting. That's a content creator thing. That's not a podcaster thing. So no, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I prefer, especially if I know we're going to be talking in a day or two. I'd rather you and I talk fresh and I not be. Uh, you know, it just makes for a better a better, better conversation. I guess I, I'm sure you that's do the, the same. That's the sacrifice yeah. that I make for the producers that I have to listen to the No Agenda show and a lag. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that so that we, we all got to make sacrifices. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's so hard. Life is harsh. Life is harsh. No, 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 no. Don't don't poo poo that. I'm serious. I'm serious. And I know you get it a lot with the no agenda that people say it helps my mental sanity. Mm-hmm. But to get the news without the slant, without the uh, mind control, yeah, it's very helpful. Oh, yeah. And so for me to give that up, it is actually it is a sacrifice. It, it is a sacrifice. Yeah, I, I yeah. understand what you're saying there. Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, so this is an interesting timing for this episode as we're somewhere between, uh, I don't know, what are the, you know, we have hell two- and hot water. Yeah, kind of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like somewhere I'm still thinking the Kraken's coming any day now. Uh, you know, it, it the. The, I was just looking at the news earlier, and uh, I think they're systematically now picking off Republicans. I think Lindsey Graham is now it's his turn. They're going to drag and quarter him, I think. Oh, man. I, I will say this, that you, you brought that up um, about the cracking coming, and yeah. it's, it's 45 down for the count. Right, 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 right. How is that? How is 45. That, how is that in, uh, in the black community? In your community, Mo? Check the, check the zip it's, code. Uh, voting's over. We don't get the call to another three years. So I mean, it's, it's all it's over for us. That's right. You know how it works, Adam. They actually took down the sign, the black community sign. It's, it's over. Yeah. All um, right. So, what, but no. What, um, one thing I wanted to say was with forty five Savage. Savage is he down for the count? Uh, I look at him like Tom Brady until the clock reads zero 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 zero. The game ain't over because he uh, maybe that's foolish. Uh, but the dude so you know savvy and four dimensional chess. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know that we still have the the secret hope that he comes out on his last day and he's sporting a badass beard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah. Well, uh, for sure, what's happening now uh, in mainstream uh, media, in particular news media, is not helpful. And, and it's really, and I read the translated, it, it's even worse overseas. You know, a lot of people just copying, pasting, running it through Google Translate, oh, put it in the paper. Uh, there's a lot of misinformation. And Matt, I tell you, man, you can make videos look uh, really scary. <laughs> you know, you just, oh, yeah. you just get some video and you put some music under it and a voiceover and look at these domestic terrorists. Yeah, that was the YouTube business model. Better stop kicking the good people off then, because uh, you're going to lose out eventually. All right, it, it'll be all right. 
Well, well what do you uh, say? I got we... the bag full. All I got right. The bag yes, full. you got the bag there, and I will uh, roll out the wheel. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to spin the wheel of topics. Let's find out what the topic is for episode number 57 of Mo Facts with Adam Curry. Nobody knows, but Mo knows because, of course, he put it together. And the topic is... Divide and conquer is definitely the oldest trick in the book. Oh, yeah. Well, we've been living it. <laughs> Divide and conquer, baby. Yeah. It is so an old we're gonna one. look at we're gonna look at what happened over the last uh, was it the six close to two weeks now uh, the lead up to it and we're gonna look at it through the MoFax with Adam Curry lens of things we've talked about in previous episodes and as I always say it starts with us. But it doesn't end with us. So <laughs> hold the door, hold the door, Mo. <laughs> you, you're gonna you're gonna see some uh, interesting parallels on this one, hopefully. Good. But I guess we can go ahead and jump into number two. America first. America first. Another thing I would say, Lester, is you know, as we try to figure out. Well, it looks it looks now like the capital, the, the police. Yeah, been, Pete, let me break away from you a second because things are happening very quickly. The government did this to us. We were normal, good, law-abiding citizens. They no longer have been able to keep them back. Down the mall, President Trump airing his grievances in front of his supporters at a rally uh, nearby, and he was warning vengeance for Republicans who did not take his side in objecting to these results. Wow. All right. First of all, who made this porn? This is great. This is what I'm talking think, about. Great I music. Think this was M- I think it was NBC. Well done, I believe, NBC. I believe, yeah. yeah, well done. So this is, the title of the video is The Capital Riots. Oh, yes. Riots, yes. <laughs> and, okay. and hour by hour timeline. So mm. I have four clips from this. That's the first of four. And you heard how they set it up. Uh, the chance. Uh, and he was vengeance, seeking vengeance. Vengeance. Yes. Yeah. We're going to go down here to the Capitol. I mean, they didn't play the rest. They stopped it right there and then the vengeance part. So, yes. <laughs> so they, they said something uh, without evidence. Yeah. Uh, we all saw what happened or we all saw how they wanted it to present it to us. And I made this point before, but I'll make it here. We've we got to be careful not to judge a crowd by its minority. We don't want it done to us, so we shouldn't do it to other people. Right on. Uh, and that that and that us can be whatever group you're in. You don't want to be judged by a minority, especially if the minority is not uh, representative of of the majority. So now, the, you but know, you can, you, yeah. Go just, ahead. just on that, you know, uh, speaking of majority minority. Uh, everybody I spoke to who was in Washington, D.C., all said that they were um, surprised by a huge Asian-American presence. And as some of my friends said, they were pissed off, too. <laughs> like They were really pissed off. And well, you, no mention of that, really, that, 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 uh, that there were so many Asian-Americans. Well, Asians have breached the color line from colored 
I think, into whiteness. And this is how fluid this this. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about Whoa. pigment of skin. Yeah. You blinked. You blinked, and the Chinese were white. <laughs> yeah, you woke up, and it's like, what? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. What yeah. is this? What, what is this privilege under my pillow? Well, we, um, we, we've seen the the actual segregation of Asian Americans not being allowed, uh, you know, being uh, lotteried out of uh, Yale Law School. Um, just a lot of different places that have said, no, 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 we're hiring less Asians this year. Um, and they have this term ideal. I think it's ideal minority. I think I think that's the term. Oh, it so it's like, scary. no, no, no. Asians don't fit the model that the left or the liberals try to push. It ruins the narrative. So they had to shift them over to, uh, <laughs> to white non people of color. Yeah, to whiteness. <laughs> oh, now, welcome, and, brothers. <laughs> that's how it works. It's you don't fit the model. So we move you out of the group. And that's how fluid this quote unquote whiteness is. And we've seen it, we've covered this in, you know, um uh in depth with other minority quote unquote minority groups and their movement over into the um majority. So so this is an hour by hour timeline. So I guess we can go ahead and move to timeline two. There are some protests happening uh, down outside the Capitol. Uh, they appear to be Trump supporters who are frustrated with the outcome and are trying to breach some of that uh, the, those security uh, perimeters around the Capitol. USA! USA! This is them breaking the glass. Yeah. Very theatrical. Senate will stand in recess until the call of the chair. We'll pause. Protesters are in the building. Thank you. We have visual evidence that, that some protesters have made it inside the Capitol building around the security and are gathering around the area where the Senate was in session. Uh, we were just told that there has been tear gas in the rotunda. Members of the legislature were informed that they should don their gas masks. Let's get uh, gas masks that are under our seats. Senators uh, have been evacuated. There are gunshots inside the Capitol. I think it's the most shocking failure of security imaginable to place the Congress of the United States at physical risk in an occupied congressional chamber because they weren't prepared to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where all the questions started. Were they prepared to deal with it? Did they know? Was there something going on? Who was who was in charge? Was it Antifa? I would like, I would like to point out a couple of things just to bring it back to our memory. 2016, <laughs> when they had the D- DNC a convention, they built a whole steel wall oh, yeah. around the whole convention. So if that's your own people, <laughs> you got to ask yourself about that. <laughs> if you build a steel uh, Mad Max cage around your convention and you know the MAGA people are coming, uh, there wasn't any extra security. There's some statements about there was under security and we won't get the answer to that because the person that made the call <laughs> yeah. ended up um 
I guess taking himself out. I think that's how it's being reported. I, at this point, I don't know what to believe anymore. I mean, it's 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 being so distorted and twisted. And it's this what, we, what you just played is perfect. You know, you can build any story. And and the reason why I'm playing this this is without video, folks. Oh yeah, this is without this is and I know I know it doesn't translate all the way, but just imagine how it makes you feel. I think hearing it, this, it's actually better with not to see it, so you can indeed you can feel the subliminal part that you're probably rarely aware of. You know, you Mo and I are trained. And, yeah, yeah. Well, we <laughs> you are. You hear the you can hear the knocking and all oh, the gas mask and. Yeah. There's shots fired, which you're going to, there's a, there's talking points going around that, oh, they didn't use any gas mask on the MAGA people because it was an inside job. And who knows? I didn't really, I'm going to be honest with you. The night it happened, I'm watching television and I, I actually avoided it like the plague. I, I got busy doing something. Uh, so I didn't have to watch it. Um, but I come upstairs uh, from where I, you know, my office and my wife's watching it and on a split screen mm-hmm. it's in this local news. I mean, cause I stay where we get the DC news close yeah. enough where we get the right. DC uh, feed Fox five, half the screen is people. And this is about six, seven o'clock in the afternoon when I was getting off work. Half the screen is people were like kind of mulling around. Mm-hmm. Um, like aimlessly. <laughs> well, that's what and I saw it happen. I was watching it live, and mm-hmm. that, and I that's what I saw most of people mulling around aimlessly, but standing there like, "Holy crap! Look where we are!" And it was pretty impressive to see the whole capital surrounded by people, kind of on the outside. And and I thought to myself initially, "Well, that's kind of cool. That'll give that'll give them a wake up call." Yeah, and then yeah, then it just became a mess. Um, but the other side was the reporters riot. Oh yeah, no, riot, oh, no, no, rioters. Immediately, oh, immediately domestic terrorists, insurrectionists. Oh, you name it. Oh, it's crazy. So my brain is doing this weird thing where I'm seeing one thing yeah. and I'm hearing, hearing another. another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I actually said this. I said, cut that shit off, because it's it's my control, bro. Mm-hmm. It's, I know I, it, they were casting spells. And they didn't have the footage yet to put with the narrative. Yep. Um, so they were just like freestyling. And it was talking points after talking point. At to- and I'm not saying some wild stuff didn't happen there. Sure. But what I am saying is, well, we'll get to what I'm saying well, more. It, it, but in I'll, this I'll first just, few I'll just, clips, I'll just you hear what that. I... I'll just add to that. ProPublica, uh, they are now... So they got... Somehow they got into the archives of Parlor, and so they've got they've edited together all these video, also like timelines, and they're showing how horrible and, and planned. I mean, they're, they're building an entire narrative with video footage they've taken from Parlor, which of course was pretty much eliminated from the internet at least for the time being. It's really mm. disgusting what's going on. I mean, yes, I agree. Totally, people went way too far. Uh, destruction of property, you know, violence, same feeling. I don't care who's doing the protesting. Uh, that's not appropriate. And that needs to be, uh, uh, you know, disciplined. But and that's I'm not gl- the majority of what I saw. And I'm glad you brought that up. Because when I saw this summer, and we're going to get more into that later. 
I was like, they're looting. You know, I'm. It's not. It's not don't don't like take that as light. But it's like they're not going in to take people out and drag them out of their house and execute them in the street. Mo, I, I, a thought, different, I thought I literally saw the guy with the umbrella. We didn't have the umbrella, but I was sitting there with <laughs> Tina. I'm like, watch, someone's going to smash a window, and then the bottom goes in. That that glass yep. you know, like we talked about before, that's civility. Yep. That yep. glass is civility. Yep. Um, And when it shatters, the mob mentality kicks in. But... I still didn't get the vibe of, and I'm going to tell you why this reminded me more of a sports riot. And yes, they Mm. flip cars over and tear up businesses and set things on fire in sports riots. Good point. But it's not, which I also hate by the way, when I see that happening, like what are you idiots doing? But this wasn't Benghazi. No, (laughs) no, no. And the reason why I bring that up, not the political standpoint, but they were going into there to no uh to harm people right and i think with enough the amount of people there if they in the in the lack of security there if they really wanted to get to the politicians they could have um but it was just stupid and and i say this the people that went there uh they were fans those were donald trump fans uh, those weren't the white supremacists that they want to scare you that they are. And let me clarify what I'm saying. It's an element of white supremacy out here that's sitting on some heavy artillery. And if they would have showed up, <laughs> you would have known. That would have went totally different. And serious people that are serious about their white supremacy don't leave home without their guns. Right. So I'm like, they're not, those guys are not coming to Washington, D.C. No. Um, unarmed. It just don't work that way. Uh, and, and a lot of people are like that. They don't leave the house without the arms. So what I'm, what I'm pointing out here is the images that are being forced upon us uh, with the uh, propagandistic uh, music and the voiceover. Uh, the voiceovers and the, the 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 chanting and it 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 shaped the picture and this is very dangerous and I'll explain why as we get through this episode why it's dangerous um but I guess we can go in and get to, into part 3 there is a disturbing image at this moment of Capitol Hill police uh, bringing out a victim who is who is bloodied from the Capitol the heartbreaking day and it needs to stop, and the president needs to be the first to help make it stop. What the hell was uh, law enforcement on Capitol Hill thinking uh, by not having uh, secured the Capitol today? From the president, Hmm. please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. First of all, are you and your colleagues safe right now? Yeah, everybody's safe. Uh, I don't want to give uh, my location, but I'll tell you, this is uh, this is madness. And uh, and anybody that calls themselves a Republican, like myself, uh, should be very ashamed right now. Ah, there we go. But of course, could only be Republicans who did that, not just people. Has to be, by association has to be yeah <laughs> has to be republicans yeah. yeah so i mean so that clip was pretty self-explanatory but it just it shows you 
what we're it says this is taken from an hour by hour timeline. So you hear the uh, rhetoric ramping up, and this they need for people that don't get to see the video. They, this is where the videos start pouring in um, of the person that was rolled out bleeding. I'm not sure if that was uh, the the lady that was killed or not. Um, the other thing is this blue lives matter. Uh, you t- typically blue lives matter uh, supportive crowd. The, the lack of respect for law and order. I mean, I got to be fair on both sides that that threw me for a loop. Like what? And I'm a, I'm a, got to be honest with people. I listen to both ends of the spectrum far far both ends of the spectrum and you start i'm starting to hear on the right this cops are being protective of antifa of black lives matter cops are mm. letting us down mm. um and i'm like wow that's that's interesting I don't really have, I mean... It's it's hard to gauge, though. I mean, really what we're getting is... And, and I mean, I never really went on Parlor, but I probably would if it was around just to see what the conversation is. Mm-hmm. But we really don't know, man. Who knows anymore? Sometimes I think that MAGA country is really 150 million people and there's like 5 million bitching on Twitter and somehow we <laughs> somehow we believe that there's this huge mass it's the loud minority I have, the, I mean, I have no <laughs> idea what 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 the what, what the balance is anymore you just don't know it's the loud minority yeah. and this is what I've always said about with the quote unquote black community you have a small minority of people that makes a a lot of noise a large amount of noise mm-hmm. and you can take that noise and run with it and shape it any way you want to and that's the dangerous part about this whole how this whole thing was right. recorded in history we heard we had people saying this was um pearl harbor or 911 911 oh yeah uh, hitler with his uh, with his troops oh yeah yeah so and then the T word, which I don't like to say it, but terrorist. Oh yeah, this is this is very very dangerous. And I made this point on, on, on when me and Hotep talked was that it's dangerous in the fact of now you got the right calling the left terrorist, and then the yep. left's calling the right terrorist, and then um, the government's like yes. <laughs> all of you are terrorists. <laughs> yeah. Let's get out the other book. You know, let's that, well, get out the other right. book of rules if, to deal if, with. You. Everybody is talking about Patriot Act 2.0. We're going to de- I mean, deal with. Uh, you hear it on on the news. The domestic terrorists in Washington D.C. Wow, man, that's you know that's a and that's what they're really pushing for is for this labeling. And then before you know it, it's going to be Republicans are domestic terrorists. I mean, this is, and I said it a couple of weeks back. I said, this is going, Republicans, you might as well put a yellow star on. It's crazy. The Nazis were national socialists, and people forget that or don't know yeah. it. And this could easily happen, and it won't be the, the right. It'll be the left. And, and it's not even, it'll get to that point. But when you start self censoring, 
this is this is this is what I'm talking about. The internet. Yeah, we're already there, man. We're there. When you start to, we had we had started to loosen up. <laughs> That's what <laughs> happened over the last four years. Of right, right, we had a loosening of speech to where people could be honest. Yeah, and, and it when got you start, ugly. it got ugly then, didn't it? Well, that's fine. Good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm the type of person that's kind of like the model of the show that we don't come here with offense. <laughs> it's no. like you might say something I don't like. I might say something you don't like or agree with. It's like you know what? I didn't like that, but I'm not going to stop the conversation. Yeah, but we but, had, we had different school. Mo, this is fundamental stuff. This is fundamental at the education level. And I believe that a lot of people have been educated, A, maybe not even hearing no in their lives. A lot of mm-hmm. people have that. Uh, and maybe it's generational, probably. Uh, it's all the war. Yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fundamental problem. And, and the idea that one side says you can't believe something different. I mean, that's the f- core problem. Mm-hmm. Like, but you're, you're you believe in lies. Well, people should just let me believe in my lies. Then go away. That's the problem. This you have to listen to me. You have to agree with me. And it's dumb. And I don't know. This must have come from education. I don't know where it comes from. Well, like you said, this comes from everybody's right. Yeah, and everybody can't be right. Now everybody has their own opinion. Now, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but I hate to sign, I mean, I'm going to hate myself for saying this, but everybody's not entitled to their own facts. Well, okay. I'm starting to waver a little bit on that because I would agree initially. Mm-hmm. I'm quite certain that people, two separate people, can look at the exact same thing and come away with really two different opinions of what took place, and they could even be opposing. And I'm not so sure who's right. I am no, not sure I mean anymore by- that everybody sees the same thing. And it's not just the brain. It may, it may be beyond your brain the way it processes. Right. But what I'm saying is facts. Things that we know to be true. I only have, I only have truth in numbers. No, that's, that's my point. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's my point. <laughs> okay. That's what they're attacking. Yeah. We covered this on the show that math is racist. You can't use numbers anymore to define. Ah, I see where you're going. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not talking about, when I say facts, I'm not talking about dates, history, those kind of things. Me and you can look at two plus two. Yes. And we can prove that problem with, okay, I'll take two of these and add two more to it. And that's definitely four. Right. And that is where they have attacked and say, no, no, no. Science is racist. Math is racist. Right. Um, all in, in numbers need context to them, which they do, but it's the context is how you're using the numbers to expl- explain what you're trying to explain. Doesn't change the numbers, but or you see two things that are equal, but they explain them differently or weigh them differently. It's like no, those two things are the same. So this is this is a mathematical equation, um, and just to foreshadow a little bit, you because you brought it up before. What we saw all summer, we say, is if this is X, then what we saw on the 6th was also X. They're right. equal to each other. Yeah. Yeah. But you, then you when you think. say no, <laughs> you no, but, but see, that's when you start to mess with math. Because yeah. you can't call it two different things. You can't say, oh, that's positive and this is negative. 
when it's this no that's the same value but i mean that's that's when man well if we get rid of math and i think there's a real attack on math and science you hear professors saying all the time when that goes out the window how do you even explain anything how do you have a reference to where we can communicate on a certain level um so yeah. that's a that's a very scary uh thought to me um but well you I make, guess we can wrap yeah, you make you make a good point you make it a good point that when it comes da- comes down to absolute numbers it's always the the, uh, the actual science or the math is attacked but hypocrisy is a math problem yes yeah <laughs> now when for, you really break it down now it's for, a math for instance you know deplatforming it's like I mean, you have the the baker's cake uh, example. Baker doesn't mm-hmm. want to make a cake for a gay wedding. Oh, well, the world has to stop. But uh, kicking off anybody uh, off of uh, pay, payment platforms, uh, you know, banking services, insurance, that's okay? I mean, so there's your equivalence. Mm-hmm. So that, I think, like I said, I, I'll say it again. Hypocrisy is a math problem. I like it. Because you're saying <laughs> this one. is the expected, <laughs> this should be your expected reaction to this, but it's not. Why? Why is it not the same? Why is it not the same reaction? So, um, you, you bring, we're in very dangerous times, but I won't be a you know, nervous nanny either. Um, <laughs> uh, timeline four. We are hours into a siege on the Capitol building of the United States of America, and we have not seen the President of the United States. Look, I can think of no greater failure by a commander in chief than to allow this kind of disturbance to continue and not stop it. Stormed the Capitol building. They are marching through now. An improvised explosive device has been found at the Capitol. It did not detonate. The federal agents have it, and it has not harmed anyone. An explosive device has been located at the headquarters of the Republican National Committee. That explosive device was real, was detonated by a bomb squad, and harmed no one. This has really been pouring gasoline on a fire, and we need to uh, push back on this, not only on the rhetoric, but also on those extremist groups that are capitalizing on it. I call on this mob to pull back and allow the work of democracy to go forward. I call on President Trump to go on national television now to fulfill his oath and defend the Constitution and demand an end to this siege. Joe Biden right there was inexcusable. At that moment, if he was truly intending to be a an American president to bring people together, would have said, look, people who are, say, call them whatever you want, but I know you're angry. We're going to figure this out. You know, not just call them a mob and say they're a siege and their leader has to stop them. That is really so wrong. Unless you have another desired outcome. Well, there you go. <laughs> Imagine that. Mm. <laughs> but we got we got bombs, baby. We, 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 when you get bombs, that's a whole different party. But at the Republican, whole, but at the Republican headquarters, that's interesting. That's to say, 
you're, 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 you know, your own people are turning on you. Be afraid. And that's, that's how they have to get them to buy in. That's the message, huh? Uh, yeah, that's the message. You, yeah. you, you're going to, you're going to side with people that want to blow you up. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's effective. I can see, I can see a lot of people buckling for that. I will say this, this was a lot of theater, mm-hmm. and, I agree. but, but, but there is an element of realness to it. Just like there's a real element of when, um, of the third wave yep. on the other side. Yes, sir. People are frustrated. People are at their wits and civility breaks, win- i.e. glass. The window breaks <laughs> and we all go through. Yeah. And then we all kind of walk around going, ah. Oh. <laughs> oh, look at these halls. Yeah. Nothing to loot. <laughs> yeah, there's not much to loot. No. <laughs> Where'd the Gucci at? Where's the, the gift shop? <laughs> right. Yeah. But they were there for a different reason. They were there to take back their election. Or Where something. the third wave, well, I mean, that's, well, let's, we can get into that. Um, right. This is Jordan Klepper. I think this is on Comedy Central, the daily social distancing show. Mm, okay. Um, hey, by the way, Trevor yes. Noah, he just bought a $26 million house. How you like that oppression? <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy crap. Okay. Well done there, Trevor Noah. Good, good work for if you wh- can get for it. what? I don't know. For that show, I guess. It's crazy. I swear, Comedy Central prints money. <laughs> Someone is. <laughs> I'm not even going to go down there. Oh, jo- Jordan Klepper. <laughs> Do you know where this edition is? We do not consent to be governed. Nor by... shall we ever be consented to be governed by an illegal, fraudulent election. But you elected a guy who also doesn't care much about consent. We do not consent. Will you accept Joe Biden as president of the United States on the 20th? No, I will not accept him. No, I will not. So look, what I, I've educated myself about this, okay? I don't know all that's in the Constitution. Have you read it? It's pretty short. Constitution of America? Yeah. I've not read the whole thing, no. You've read the entire thing? Yes, it's remarkably short. All right. I, I doubt that, but it's okay. You should read it, because you might be committing a seditious act in an hour and a half. Okay, I'm not going to comment about that. The people didn't vote for Joe Biden, though. The Dominion system voted for Joe Biden. Do you think it's possible that Hugo Chavez uh, infiltrated the Dominion systems, changed the votes, orchestrated by I Joe Biden? I think anything's possible. Do you think it's possible that a president who never pulled above 50% lost the election and is sore about it? Absolutely not. (laughs) That's not possible. The one thing you couldn't help but notice was just how many people looked like they were preparing for battle. From the tactical vest to the pitchforks, this rally felt charged. You can tell these people really love America by the number of weapons they brought to hurt other Americans. Looks like we got some Proud Boy action. Either that or the Cabela's street team. Cabela Street team. <laughs> I, I, I'll say, I definitely believe there's something wrong with the voting with the voting machines, and I would believe uh, the reports and the forensic analysis I've seen, and that that is numbers. I like numbers that way. And there's a lot of things extremely wrong. And I also saw with my own eyes that numbers go down <laughs> on the screen. Like, oh wait a minute. The vote count just went down. How does that work? So there's enough make to be make answer, sense. There's enough to be answered there. Enough questions. 
So I do reject the um, so-called uh, baseless claims of uh, voter or election fraud. Now, there's a whole well, bunch you- of other stuff, and I've seen it all. And, it, man, it looks like a lot to me. And there's definitely evidence. It hasn't been proven to be true in court, but there's evidence. You've done a um, magnificent job of keeping track with all the evidence. I saw it. We covered it, I think, on 55, I believe. Some, yeah. No, no, no. No, 50. 54. Yeah. On 54 uh, with land out Georgia and, you know, how it was going to play out. But I also said that I don't think it's going to make any difference because. And I'll say, well, let me let me back up and talk about this clip first. So this guy was going around. He's talking to insurrectionist. Right. Pre 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 siege. Yeah. <laughs> and he's real light with it. Yeah. If you're thinking some sedition is about to happen, I don't see you being this light. He's like, What's that pitchfork for, huh? You know, uh, <laughs> And we all saw the lady with the pitchfork, you know. <laughs> it was symbolic. It's not there to go stick someone. Uh, but, but but it's a weapon. Um uh, sure. Or two, depending. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the thing you're talking about. Yeah. You're looking at the same thing. You can see it two different ways. Second, he went and found. You can't see the visual of the people, but the one guy was talking. Um, oh, talking sure, about I'm the sure, Constitution. I'm sure he found some stars. And you know, the man oh. on the street is always very selective. Yeah, and the dude's like, I don't know anything about the Constitution. I'm a Donald Trump fan, and that's why I said this was a sports crowd. Yeah. This is not people just sitting pouring over the Constitution and the you know the Bill of Rights and oh you know it says in this clause that we have no they're Trump fans and and we probably should go back to something we discussed uh, many shows ago uh, the similarity not just between the show itself that Trump would put on but also the venues are all uh, mm-hmm. wrestling venues. Yeah. all wwe and and this was this was indeed you're right you know i wish i had thought of that mo you're so right about that it, it makes total sense these were the people that showed they, up in florida they go to the big arenas this was the the biggest arena the, the the farewell tour this that's exactly what it was this was the farewell tour let's go see our guy one last time um and you you could tell by their their uh, the guy that was talking about the Constitution he had a full Donald Trump uh, pants and jacket on the hat it was you know like it was like NFL Sunday yeah um, <laughs> and the people like oh you don't think the Dominion we you, we're gonna learn to find out I've been a conspiracy analyst for so long you know even if you're right. Even if you have all the proof in the world, some things are just not going to move because people don't want to. They just, no, I don't care what your facts are. <laughs> well, I, I don't care what what you can prove. I, do, I like the outcome. Mm, I, it's it's possible we will see something change with voting, uh, particularly uh, whether to even use voting machines at all. And a lot. And the reason I say that is because most of that comes from the state level. I know Texas is not going to accept anything like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, that it will improve. It will improve things. And we certainly can't have single vendors. And there's, there's no reason for it to be on a computer at all. We've seen it. I'm done. Well, I'm, I'm, I want to stick my finger in ink. Well, just, just stick my finger in ink. I voted. You know, we need to go back to I'm that. Say, 
I'm saying nothing's going to change in the 2020 election. We, we will, no. I, I didn't, no. I didn't think anything they could prove. And no. I'll say this since I have a show laid up and I don't think I ever get to do it. And that it depresses me. <laughs> I had, um, Clarence Thomas at the Kraken. <laughs> really? And, yeah. Yeah. Cause he, I mean, like, he basically runs the court, right? So it would, I mean, he's like, I think he's like the most senior chief, I mean, uh, justice, if I'm not mistaken. Senior. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, and that's going to bring me to another point on chief justice in a minute, but I mean, on the Supreme Court in a minute. But I, I think they thought if we can get the Clarence, he, he, he'll get, he'll help us out. But it, it it never happened, and I don't think Clarence wanted that. It's like no, 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 no. I, you know what they call me? If I if I if right. I were to overturn this election, you know what I would be? No, no, no. You know, that, I, there's no way he could do that, right? But also, so the Supreme think, Court has no business overturning the election. But they should have heard the dispute between states. But, that's my point. They yeah. were like, not, nothing. Twenty twenty. We ain't, we're not doing anything. And I'll get on the second side of. Uh, number seven, I'll talk about the Supreme Court a little bit more. And for those supposedly caught off guard, claiming they didn't see this violence coming, if you paid attention to any of these rallies, all you have to do is open your eyes and ears. The message isn't exactly subtle. Make no mistake, we have the guns, and we are now in the streets. We are going to clean this place out one way or another. You look down there, I have one million plus people angry. Very, very angry people. Can I ask why you're carrying a pitchfork? Well, a pitchfork is a it's just an iconic representation of how of what people over time have done in this country. Uh, it feels more like a weapon. That's <laughs> not just farm equipment, and it's legal in this in this in the city. Yeah, are you farming today? It's an icon. It's it's a representation. We're not asking for violence right now. I got to tell you, from the movies I've seen, the, the the hordes of people with pitchforks are usually the bad guys. How close do you think we are to eighteen sixty one? But hang on, are we close? Hell yeah! Stop the clip. Stop the clip. Stop the clip. Take it back about ten seconds. I got to explain this part right here. So he's back to this guy that was talking about the Civil War. Yeah. He spoke in the first clip, and he. he this is what I'm saying. People start to talk and they get so riled up Mm -hmm. that they go past what is even appropriate. And the reason why I say this is he's talking and his wife sees him going in a direction like, dear, don't say it. Uh And she actually grabs him and like, don't say it. And then you can hear him continue on for violence right now. I got to tell you. From the movies I've seen, the, the the hordes of people with pitchforks are usually the bad guys. How close do you think we are to 1861? But hang on. Are we close? Hell yeah, you are. That's the Civil War. Would you would you rather die on your knees than be free? Aren't you a little bit freaked out about 600,000 Americans die? I see you're not wearing masks. Never mind. This thing was a powder keg. All it wow. took was someone to light the fuse, like these human blowtorches. Let's have trial by combat. Stand up and fight. Stand up and hold your representatives accountable. We're going to walk down to the Capitol because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength. Uh, well, you know, I'm a little torn. And, uh, and that may just be age. Mm-hmm. But you know there are a couple other things in the Constitution 
And uh, one of them is we do have the absolute constitutional right to get rid of our government and start a new one. It's in there. I mean, it, that's, it doesn't say here's how you do it, <laughs> but it's in there. So we have that right. And mm-hmm. I, I personally, it's not a popular opinion, but just like we have reasonably low crime in Texas, and I believe that is because an armed society is a civil society. It's not rainbows and unicorns. But mm-hmm. government needs to know from time to time that they work for us. And if... And if you have to fortify all of Washington, D.C. for the inauguration, to your point earlier, you got to think about what you're doing if the people are on the outside angry and they want to come in, and it's millions and millions of people. So this is our history. Our history is of, of us as Americans is filled with battle to correct the, 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 the vessel, the ship, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't if people want civility well i don't know so i got a series of questions because i think we're now we're seeing one thing from two different ways okay i see all the troops that's in dc now is um dressing it's oh look what we had to do for these terrible people, uh, yes, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't I, think I, it's, I agree. it was a real threat. No, because there, no, in fact, there there is no actual real threat reported. It's all headlines. So I totally agree that right. It's a uh, it's a lot of window dressing. Right. Number two, I said it before. I say it again. I don't think the people that will be a real threat or possibly could be a real threat was nowhere near DC. No, no, I disagree. That's where I disagree. Okay. Uh, and this is not about white supremacists. This is about pissed off people who are at their wits end. And that's what I hear. That's what I hear. The, that's the, what I see. No, no, no. The, the, right. But the, I think what they're going to do is shake their fists and yell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of course. Uh, uh, we agree with that. Yes. But, right. But they, no, I'm not. I'm talking about the people that have been preparing no, but, <laughs> since no, Y2K no, for, right, for, but forget for the shit. But forget them. <laughs> Excuse my language, but forget them. They're not important. The even without guns, if you get mm-hmm. enough people in mass, they will overthrow the government. It, it's not like it doesn't happen. They. No, w- I agree. It, I agree with you, and but it's, I and don't it's think the pe- that element was there. No, no, they weren't. They weren't. Um, Yes and no. They weren't there with their guns, and that was ne- that was never the intent to go take over the capital. But to sh- mm-hmm. it's exactly what a pitchfork is for. See me is my pitchfork. That's how pissed off I am. It's symbolic, right? But that doesn't mean that these people won't eventually be really driven to their wits' end, and they will do it. So I thought I saw it as a credible threat from a, from a large amount of Americans who are tired of it. So we never had this discussion before. I think it's a good time to have it. This one party system that we have, this is my personal belief. I think they're Fabian socialist. It's we'll only push hard enough what the people will take. They resist. We'll back up. We'll come at it another way. I don't think this government is the type of fascist or either communist 
that's just gonna like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna eat your green beans, you know, or you know, you wanna eat your vegetables. They're just like, oh, okay, yeah, oh, you won't take that. Okay, let's repackage it. Let's go back, repackage it, come another angle. And that's why I think this whole thing is, is they're trying to get rid of the fringe on both sides. And I think everybody, and this is just my personal opinion, I think everybody's in on it. Now, I said, I'll get back to the Supreme Court. Allow me to. I think the Republicans are just as tired of Donald Trump as the Democrats at this point. And they stood down. They got their three justices. They got their tax. They got their tax cut. They got, you know, saying their, you know, whatever their wall, if they want to say that's what they really wanted. And it's like, you know what? Let's let him trip over his own shoelaces. And they stood down. And that's why you had to have the bomb at the, that the Republican building and, Everybody has to denounce him now. It works for everybody. I, that's what I think. Yes. And in normal circumstances, without a living in a biosecurity state controlled by pharma, uh, I would feel, uh, I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. But right now, um, whatever part, yeah, you're right, one party, two party, it's kind of irrelevant we are rats in cages. We're being kept indoors. We're being told what to do. Businesses being destroyed. And meanwhile, go yell about the other side. That's what we're being told to do. But we're in a badass situation, man. And that's, and that's not going to be a political thing at a certain point. It's not going to matter what party's in charge. Let me refine your rats in cages. We're animals on a reserve. Okay. You think you have freedom? Yeah, but but, the, but oh. it's worse, Mo. We know we don't have freedom. We l- have literally been told not to leave the house. Let's not forget this has been going on for a year. Right. So when they open it back up, you would say, oh, thank you, Joe Biden. <clears throat> thank you, Kamala Harris. You saved us. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm not even so sure they're going to make it that easy anymore. They're, I think <clears throat> that people are enjoying uh, squishing us. But I, I think they're aware of what the element. I think we're both kind of saying the same thing. I think they understand the element you're talking about. It's like if you push me too far, then it's just like F it. I mean, <clears throat> let's, let's just get this over with. And they just, and we brought, we haven't talked about this in a long time, nudging. I think they just nudge. And I think <clears throat> when Ruth, uh, when uh, RBG took her last breath, Donald Trump's political career took his last breath with it because it was like the Republicans had nothing to gain by Donald Trump getting reelected. Mm-hmm. Nothing. That's true. And they didn't, they didn't put up any fight at all. And that's why I was saying about uh, Clarence Thomas Supreme court. We don't want to hear it. Republicans. We don't want to look at the machines and it's let the serious people get back to work. I think the you hear you see now New York, Chicago's opening up. Uh, the vaccine was perfectly timed, so they could say that'll explain away the, um, you know, the 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 corona, <laughs> and um, that'll explain away the corona. And then the show of force they're showing in D.C. that that made the alt right stand down. And then Daddy's going to come in and say, "All right, we'll be fair. We'll clean up Antifa and the alt right." 
and now all you have is milk toast in the middle <laughs> and, and and it works for them it's like okay fine yeah that's that's how i see this playing out well i see it a little differently uh, i think there will be a total eradication of anything connected to donald trump uh and it will be that, that's already happened <laughs> no but uh, but it's going but this is happening in civilian life mm-hmm and this is very destructive, and it's fueled by the politicians, all of them, but uh, it's fueled, and the media amplifies, and social media amplifies, and people mm-hmm. are uh, shutting down, they're going away, and they will come back, and it's going to be very, very ugly, and this is not, if that's the plan, it's a very short-sighted plan, and they're going about it in a very odd way. Uh, what is happening, I've never seen this level of name-calling towards other Americans in my life and the names being thrown out and, and every every 10 seconds on every channel. You have it? You have it? I have. And the reason why I say I have... No, not not with it, terms it, like it, domestic terrorist. No, no, well, not like that. Well, well let, let, me, let, me, let me explain what I'm saying. It was the inverse of what we're seeing now. If you didn't buy into 9-11 fully, mm-hmm. you're not patriotic. It's the same as that. It's the same play. You're not a patriot. What do you mean? Yeah, what are you but questioning? Mo, it's not the same. People are economically destroyed right now. It's just not the same. It's. I mean, I mean we we're coming from a bit of privilege. You and I have uh, have jobs, and we got money coming right. in, and we're pretty free to roam, and the kids can stay at the house and go to school. That's not. That's not who goes to D.C. pissed off. Oh no no I get it no I get it and I mean like I, so I'm I, just saying I think the days are over the genie's out of the bottle and I thank Donald Trump for that he is the scales have fallen from a lot of people's eyes and mm-hmm. the, and and people on all across the spectrum are seeing how fake the how fake the media is I hope they see or understand some of the threat from China which has been completely obfuscated from us uh, mm-hmm. but most importantly the people who we have elected have entirely too much power over us oh i totally agree and and that's what that's the point i'm making i don't think they'll risk their power by overreaching they're just seeing they're seeing what the bottom is they're seeing okay where's the bottom man (laughs) now we just disagree on this i think it's going to get that's what we do a crap load (laughs) worse it's going to get much 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 worse and i'm i'm the total opposite I think when springtime comes, they'll let people out of their house. People be so happy to be out of the house that this will just be a. Bro, we had two buildings fall, actually three. Nobody questioned that. So this, nah. And and maybe that's my cynicism in people. I just think people want to get back to normal. I understand, but this is is not a television Mm -hmm. event like 9-11. This, what, what has happened is devastation for the past year across the entire country. Mm-hmm. Little towns in Texas are dead. Dead. They're not going to come back. New York is what? not going to come back. They're, They're going to build them back better. <laughs> you know how it goes. They're going to build them back better. Yeah. Now, how that looks, that's going to be scary. Because, because their actual plan, I believe, sadly, is not what you think. They're going mm-hmm. to keep us locked in. Uh, keep telling us that it's dangerous. There'll be variants and mutations and booster vaccines needed and passports and proof of vaccination. And 
everything because you destroy an economy by killing the small business, not the big business. That's not that important. Um, and, and by the way, big business, you know, airlines just get subsidized. So that kind of continues to move along. And then they're going to say, well, you know, we really got to start building back better. We got the, we got to have a new economy. Now we all talked mm-hmm. about that green economy. So now we're going to print up the money and we're going to go do it. And we're going to build batteries and windmills and we're going to reschool everybody. And you know, that's not true. And uh, we're going to give everybody some a digital wallet it's digital euro is a is almost a fact in in the eu uh it's mm-hmm. it's being discussed as we speak uh, feedback from the public but it doesn't matter it's a fait accompli it's coming they need it to paper over the financial crap that they did in 2001 and 2008 and they're really going to try to get us all on universal basic income there won't be jobs there won't be jobs it, it's automated it'll be ubi yeah it's yes. it'll be ubi yes. baby Yes, they would like to reduce. They would like to reduce the number of people, and they'd like to reduce the number of people uh, that. Uh, well, they just want. To, if if you can't really work, we'll give you money money to consume to keep the engine going. It's yep. as clear as day. And then they'll say, "Companies keep your people at home, and we'll get you get a tax break for the emissions that you're not creating." And I get all that. What I'm just saying is, and we could put this in the book, and we could move forward. I say by Easter evangelicals will be back in church. They'll be just as happy. Um, summertime, weather start getting warm. The second wave will be over with. Vaccines humming. And people will just go back to sleep. And I don't say that with joy. No, I don't say that with no. joy. I think uh, uh, they're coming after evangelicals. They're coming after Christians. I can see it already. So mm-hmm. a lot of these people were uh, were Christians at the rally. Hmm? I can see it right now. It's on CNN right now. You turn it on. Yeah, Christians. Yeah, they're radical. Uh, There's two people we don't mess with in this country: Christians and dog owners. I mean, that's that's the that's the that's the line. It's like, I mean, and I'm being, I'm saying that in jest, but I'm saying that with some seriousness. Yeah, but Christians, I just think they know. I know that I think they know. Like people to fight on these points. Yeah. So it's yeah. So right. I really hope I'm wrong, and I hope you're right. On the other hand, I don't hope I'm right. I'm, no, I'm not saying this from. I, I think mine is worse. Oh, okay. Because yeah. all the all the gains that we made, and what we'll I'm saying erased. is, I'm saying this from the lens of a. I'm a black man. Uh-huh. I mean, so <laughs> I'm saying this of a from a lens of all that we've seen, all the progress that we made during this election, all the conversation that was had. It's over. It's over. No, so you're I don't right. say this. No, I no you're right. You're right. That would make me very sad. You're right. I'd I'd rather have the bumpy road. By the way, have you have you thanked uh, Tim Cook yet for uh, his wonderful virtue signaling of uh, for black and brown entrepreneurs? What did he say? I didn't catch it. Oh yeah, big announcement. Oh, we're making a hundred million dollars available for black and brown entrepreneurs. And oh what great. The, what kind of entrepreneur are you? A brown one. <laughs> <laughs> It's the cra- I, I can't un- unhear that shit anymore. Yes, the black and brown entrepreneurs <laughs> well, need a lot of help. Club. Welcome to the club. <laughs> well, yeah, clearly. <laughs> so, so we got to ask ourselves, how do we get here? How do we get to the six from the uh, from the election day to the six? And we got here with Donald Trump. And I've always said his most dangerous is is narcissist, not racist. And I think he couldn't handle 
you can say losing or being stolen from, however you want to, you know, not you, but however people want to parse that. And I think his narcissism just kicked in. So I have from 45 Savage, uh, the episode, I have a few of the non-signs of a narcissist and we'll revisit them looking at it through what transpired um, leading up to the six. So, I mean, you can you can run these how you want to. Uh, I guess we can jump into sign one. The signature characteristics of many personality disorders can be quite unpleasant, such as the case of narcissistic personality disorder. Interacting with an MPD sufferer can be confusing, frustrating, and even hurtful. The MPD individual will often overlook or ignore many of these traits that make them unlikable. Here are nine signs which may be a result of narcissism. One, instead of listening, they're wrapped up in their own opinion. <laughs> well, we know that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, that's that was. I'm, but I'm just just want to go, I'm, and I think the, the the opinion of this one is I was stolen from. Yeah, and I don't think he wanted to hear anything other than that. And if he's a long, if he's thinking long game, he's like, I leave here, my name intact. I just take the L. Um, I flirt with 2024. I build the media franchise and Trump becomes a political brand in the same similar fashion as Clinton and Bush. But I think his narcissism, and I don't say this with, with, with lightness because I, I, this is a serious disorder. Um, I just don't think he will let him get over it. I, I, he couldn't accept the fact that not that they beat me, but they got one up on me. You know, I can't talk about the game until the buzzer. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying, if it, it, I'm saying leading up between election day and the sixth. How do, how do we get there? How do we get him giving a speech and rallying the troops in Washington, D.C.? Well, I mean, the, tro- it, the troops being... He he didn't even make. I mean, for his announcements for the wild protest, a wild protest, I always felt was bad. I think he over my my view, and the first thing I said was, "Darn it, the guy overproduced." He, it was overproduced. It went just too much. What you can? It's hard to put your finger on what the overproduction part was. It was it a certain word, or was it you know several weeks running up to this of. Um, uh, of hearings and evidence and daily news flow. I'm not even sure that he had to do very much in that time frame for it to get to where it got to. I, I think it would, I think it was already set kind of, didn't you have the feeling like th- that ramp up was there? Yeah. But I think he could have handled it differently by going to his same stops on his tour and in a celebratory fashion of and this is how how would it if he's like if 45 like, hey mo um how do i handle this i'm like go do your normal stops celebrate you know keep the people going keep them riled up keep them you know energized but them co- and them uh converging on washington and the people you don't like right on the other side of that glass. <laughs> I just don't think that was a, 
I don't think he thought it all the way through. Yeah, we're saying the and same we're talking thing. About a guy that th- overestimated, I think, overestimated what, what, what could happen. I think he underestimated how much people love him. Maybe. That's what I think he underestimated. I find it hard to morning Monday morning quarterback this, Mo. Uh, it, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Like I said, I'm not quarterbacking. I'm just saying that we've explored these signs before, and I guess we can go to, on into sign three, and we could just say, did this contribute to just people getting there? And and why? I'm not talking about what happened at the Capitol. I'm just saying people getting to Washington on the six. How do we get there? Three, they constantly need to be admired. If you've seen a narcissist, maybe you've seen that they almost swagger, oozing conceit and arrogance with every breath. They may look like they possess tremendous confidence, but it's not enough. They need constant admiration. The delusion of always being entitled to admiration is why people around them often find themselves emotionally drained. To them, there's no greater rush than being put on a pedestal and worshipped by their fans and followers. Yeah. I think he needed one last hit. I don't know. And and I'm not saying that, like I said, I say these things not in the sense of right or wrong. We always look at the human, the actual human uh, of a person, or we look at it from a package standpoint. From the human side, that's a lot to give up. I mean, you've been a rock star for five years, and and I say this from a, I say this from a sports fan. I look at this from a sports fan uh, angle. LeBron James is very similar to this, and, and I'll explain to you why. They could be up 15, but if he hasn't got his triple-double, if his stat line doesn't look right, he's not coming out of the game. And I think that's just... it's. I, I just think that he needed that. He, he needed to feel his people one last time. He needed to feel that, that rush one last time. Because well, that, that's never going to happen again. Right, well... That, that rush is never going to happen again. Well, that was a bad rush. Because uh, it, it the crowd was cold. They've been waiting too long. It, uh, the sound was crap. He was behind bulletproof glass. If he went there to get some feeling, he didn't get it there. There was no vibe at all. Mm-hmm. I watched the whole thing. No vibe. It just wasn't. A lot of people told me, too. They weren't even there. Didn't even know he, what time he was speaking. It was a relatively small crowd. So none of that and whether that was poorly organized, but if he was doing it to get one last fix, he did not get it. I guarantee and he, he didn't did have the energy, but he didn't have the energy he normally had. No, I, I just, you know, I, I refuse to let people psychoanalyze because uh, it's, you know, there's like a law, an unwritten rule about it. I'm not qualified. Right. So many mm-hmm. people have said he has narcissistic personality disorder. Yeah, sure. It looks like he could have a number of disorders, but to take it to, to you know, to um, analyze his moves based upon a diagnosis like that, I, I find it hard to say one way or the other. I just don't know. Um, I just look at it and say, it sucked. Was, <laughs> whatever you're trying to do didn't work out. So if he was trying to get his last hit, I don't know if that last hit made, it, made anything any worse. Mm-hmm. Because what he said was uh, innocuous at best. But it, it it was it was too late. He was already it was already the motion was that's underway. 
that's my point right there. We're talking about and one of the best political decision makers maybe in my lifetime I've seen to come from 1% in the primaries to whoop 13 people's ass Mm -hmm. to see that he didn't play this all the way out. Like how can they front? Not the, not the point of what happened. I'm not saying that. How do you allow them to paint you? I don't think he really took that into consideration and doing so think he hurt his followers I think it hurt himself because it trust me if this doesn't have the six doesn't happen he goes right into trump channel trump social media what 75 70 something million people voted for him probably got another 20 million that love him but they they just didn't show up i think i think it's a it's a different um, outcome if the six doesn't happen, and it and it's and it, and it, and it plays out in his favor, and I'm I'm actually sad, I'm a, I'm actually sad because not for him but for his fans. I, they, they I mean like you can't you now you got to be closeted. I mean that's the sad part. Like you can't even say you're a Trump fan anymore. That's that's real jacked up. In my, in my point of view. Yeah, well, again, I, I'm just going to separate tr- people being Trump fans and people being desperate and someone mm-hmm. uh, saying that they were speaking on their behalf. So this is not like they lost a game and they're butthurt and they're going to go home. There's there's no home to go back to. Th- this was for a lot of people hope that someone would do something and change something. And a lot of things were changed. A lot of things were done. Uh, but this is mm. this is not over. This is this is not just a seventy five million fans. It's not just a media guy. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to be very important for me personally outside of government. And uh, people should get over it and move on and uh, work on their local government and and make things better because people in Washington do not have your best interests at heart. And I think we're like I said. I think we're saying the same thing once again, but we're saying it so differently that it's not connecting. No, we're connecting. That's my but, point. But when, when but, they look down that ba- when they look down the list and say, "Okay, who's the next Trump?" I, and the reason why I say this, and I keep using the sports analogy, I felt like this when Michael Jordan retired the first time. You know, I can I can empathize with his followers. Like now, now who now who do I watch? Like I mean that that's the kind of uh, mo. Yeah. you're missing my point mm-hmm. and I have no problem looking at it from a sports perspective sports analogy who's next who's looking down the list the narcissism the people who showed up are in desperate trouble they didn't their team didn't lose the game they're they're losing their family members to drugs there is uh, poverty uh mm-hmm. they have no one representing them all politicians are corrupt. And uh, they're desperate. So the situ- and with with the past year in mind, where the actual real on the ground economy is broken, this mm-hmm. is this is this is just not to me. It's like, well, okay, uh, who's next? No one's next. People got to do it themselves now. No one's going to come and save you. There's not going to be a Donald Trump on the outside or a new Trump on the inside. It, 
it's we're this is a different ball game. And these fuckers who came I, in, they're gonna crush everybody. They don't I, care. I get I get where the disconnect is now. I get where the disconnect is. You're not a sports fan. It's not so, it's so irrelevant. You, no, let me explain. Let me explain to you why. It's some guys Sunday afternoons decides the rest of their week. And that sounds foolish. <laughs> that sounds, but Sunday afternoon, if their team wins or loses, decides if they're going to have a good week or not. And I think when I say sports fan, I mean that kind of fan. They pick the color of their car by who their fan, who their team is. You know, they, they schedule their life around when their team's playing. And and I, I and we can, like I said, we can jump to 13 after this, but I just want to say, what, what, what I'm trying to say is people connect with f- sports figures on a level that maybe some people can't understand. Like when I got like yesterday, Drew Brees retired. It was his last game. It was grown men crying crying in the stands because yeah. when you retire there's no coming back there's no i mean that's and maybe people see their own like you're saying maybe see people see their own they live vicariously through these people it was a four-year party because we're going right back to 2016 <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I'm completely aware of that and then <clears throat> and then further i mean we're gonna they're gonna just keep pushing but it was like Mo, this was a release. Yes, I understand. For four years. But we're not going back to 2016. It's we have had a year of economic crush, and you and I don't feel that. This is very. I felt, I felt in the 07, 08. So I know. I know what's coming. Trust me. I know. I, and you know what? I mean, it, I don't think it, anyone these, can realize how bad this is. This, I mean, the stuff that's happening in homes, children not being able to go to school, not being able to mm-hmm. get to get something to eat. I, I, I just, I understand, right, with the fan part and everything, but I, to, that makes it even me even more resilient or more um, <laughs> makes me push Sad. back even. <laughs> no, makes me push back even more because, like, okay, well, I just, I'm, I won't equate it to a to a sports hero either. Um, this is just the beginning, and it's not. I don't think a civil war. I don't see that. But when people get desperate, they're going to do desperate things, and people are at a breaking desperate point now. And it's because they are crushed, not just because they lost, but because that now. What hope do they have? I'm gonna say this, and then we can jump to 13. And maybe this is. I say this as a as a black person. I think this is where a lot of non-black Americans can empathize with black people. Because it's Fuck like sometimes yeah. you absolutely sometimes you want sometimes you just want to tear this shit down. Yes. But you know what? Yes. We help build it. So it's like ah, I can't tear it down because I helped build it, or my ancestors helped build it. So you're stuck in this catch twenty two. Welcome to the bottom, folks. Yeah, <laughs> I told you it starts with us, and yeah. maybe that's why. That maybe that's hey, why. Hey, Mo, we, we, here we are. We finally arrived. You've been waiting I got for my, us. I got my superpower. <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize it. 
<laughs> it's the immunity to the to the despair. It's like, oh yeah, this is just another day. We I, this is what we do. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough bouncing out on the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, I can keep my eye on you and know how I was supposed to do it. How we supposed to come on it. over. <laughs> come on over. Eat, drink, be merry. That's what we do. Eat, drink, be merry. All and right. plan for tomorrow. So, all right. So, getting get, get it. But no, we need to have this conversation because yeah, yeah, this, sure. this is, this shouldn't be taken lightly. And, I, and then when I say my sports now, I don't want it to be taken lightly. Um, no, no, I know that. But so going to 13, we have, um, this is from the autobiography of Malcolm X. And I've had this clip and I've never used it before. But this is when Malcolm realizes the weight of his words it scared me the first time i really saw the danger of these ghetto teenagers if they are ever sparked into violence one sweltering summer afternoon i attended a harlem street rally which contained a lot of these teenagers in the crowd i had been invited by some responsible negro leaders who normally never spoke to me i knew they had just used my name to help them draw a crowd the more i thought about it on the way there the hotter i got and when i got on the stand i just told the crowd in the street that i wasn't really wanted up there that my name had been used and i walked off the speaker stand. Well, what did I want to do that for? Uh, those young teenage Negroes got upset and started milling around and yelling, upsetting the older Negroes in the crowd. The first thing you know, traffic was blocked in four directions by a crowd whose mood quickly grew so ugly that I really got apprehensive. I got on top of a car and began waving my arms and yelling at them to quiet down. They did quiet. And then I asked them to disperse. And they did. This was when it began being said that I was America's only Negro who could stop a race riot cold or start one. I don't know if I could do either one, but I know one thing. It had taught me in a very few minutes to have a whole lot of respect for the human combustion that is packed among the hustlers and the young admirers who live in the ghettos where the northern white man has sealed off the Negro away from whites for a hundred years. Yeah, that's a good point. That's the parallel. Yeah. That's the powder keg you're talking about. Yep, yep, yep. Let me ask you a but, question. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you, as a black man, here uh the uh vilifying of uh other american men but then they're white men do you think what do you think when you hear that do you think boy we we've come a long way <laughs> does, this, how does that hit you how does it does that impact you at all when you hear that basically racism basically you you have several different thoughts you have and i'm gonna I'm use one a scenario that happened and that's when the lady got shot Mm -hmm. Ashley Babbitt and it's Ashley Babbitt and you're like this is what we've been telling (laughs) y'all but then you say for for me and this is where I'm at now I'm about empathy and I know the liberals talk about empathy I'm talking about real empathy I know how it feels to be demonized because a minority in your group carries themselves a certain way. And then it demonizes the whole crowd. So I could easily be like, welcome to the club. You know, that kind of thing. But I would say that's the mind trap 
don't fall into the mind trap. And I see <laughs> it's, it's about to be a MAGA mind trap. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before, where it's despair and, you know. Um, well, here's where people can learn something. And, and, and this is a perfect opportunity. Thank you for saying that. Because that 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 is already is the mind trap. Oh, okay. So now we're the white supremacist Nazis, you know. And of course, as you say, you know, mm-hmm. s- some some within the majority of the minority, <laughs> uh, they, of course, there's white supremacist nut jobs. So then everybody gets called that. I think that's kind of what you're saying, um, right? Uh, just like uh, oh, there's some black looters, ah, black people looters, or what whatever. Or Black Lives Matter rally. I mean, like they just exactly. the whole the whole thing was just branded so, with black. So um, now I think I've learned a lot, but uh, important. I, it, it, you can't even explain it probably in just in in a couple of sentences. Mm-hmm. What can the white man learn from the black man? What we're about to go through that you've been going through for, for a long time. <laughs> So what are the key facts? Do we have like a little uh, crib notes that we can uh, stick in our back pocket? (laughs) Don't internalize it. I mean, that's go back and listen to the mind trap. Yeah. Don't internalize it because your thoughts start to become your reality. Uh, Like when Puff Daddy was talking about, oh, wake up scared every day. You can't live like that. Right. You cannot live like that. And that's why I have a more optimistic Right, but but, uh, but just so, because you mentioned it earlier, mm-hmm. so when it becomes unfashionable to talk to talk white, which would be say anything about Trump, uh, I think people should say whatever the hell they want to say, and they shouldn't be afraid, because uh, that's part. That's where you're internalizing. You're doing that when you're self censoring. Then you're internalizing all day long. You've got to be able to be yourself. Because, you know, before you know it, you know, we're, what are we going to have? Green book of places to stay? This is why I played the Malcolm X clip. I know. Because I know, Donald I know. Trump is about to get the Malcolm X treatment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Good analogy. Yep, you're right. You're right. <laughs> when you say Malcolm X. I say ho. What? No. What, <laughs> no. <laughs> when I say Malcolm, you say X. No. Um, when you say Malcolm X, uh, what does that mean? Hate monger, yeah. white devil, You're right. honky. Brother, you, know what you are so right. And it's going to take a couple of kids 50 years from now with a damn podcast for the future to, <laughs> to figure out that it wasn't all that bad. Oh, man. And we've unpacked, like you, like you said. This is good. This is I, very I didn't good. Know that, I didn't know that side of Malcolm. I didn't know that side Hell of Hell no. no. I didn't, even though he may have said some some things that may or not, you know what I'm saying, it may offend man, people. Man, we didn't get anything. Mal- Malcolm X was just, oh, don't talk about that guy. Why? Because yeah. it's like it's too inflammatory. It's like no, 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 no. Oh and that's yeah, what I'm saying. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> wow, wow. The 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 mirror of history. The history doesn't repeat itself. It often rhymes. This is a good example yeah. of it. Nice. Oh wow. So okay. this this leads us into our next clip from show 15. It's a throwback, and this has a lot of throwbacks. Not because I, we have to revisit these things because this is when I said. It starts with us. <laughs> yeah. I was warning people. That, look. Yeah. <laughs> look how they marginalize groups. Look and learn. Look, how, look and learn. Yeah. Look and learn because it's coming. Yeah. Uh, when you, if you looked into the future of the, of the futures of like crack 
and said, okay, what does that look like in white society? Bro, bro, how cool is it that we just basically compared Donald Trump to Malcolm X? That'll make someone's head explode somewhere. <laughs> you know someone's just tripping out over that. <laughs> but that's why a Malcolm X could sit down and talk to a Donald Trump. He's like, I'm I'm just here from where I can take back home. Right. right. And both sides are saying, things, hey, what, what can we agree on? Yeah. What can we disagree exactly. on? Exactly. And they go, on, you know, it's not like, oh, no, uh, socialism where nobody has nothing. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it, we, can, we can work together. <laughs> we can figure it out. Yeah. All right. Um, so... Leading to the next clip, this is Nilly Fuller, and this is the definition of white supremacy. Well, we are on this system of white supremacy. That's the most powerful government that the world has ever seen, and that's the title of it, by the way. It doesn't go by any other title, even though we sometimes call it by other titles. But the accurate title for the government that we are under is, in capital letters, the System of White Supremacy. Worldwide, it's just one world government, and that's the only government in town, the only government on the planet that really counts, that is worthy of having the title of government. Yeah, it's always been one of my favorite clips. I've always liked that clip. We, we've been saying this. You can call it globalism, New World Order, Illuminati, whatever. Yeah. What it is, is they pick the winners. <laughs> The winners have a certain classification. Now it might be another title, another label. They put the undesirables in the other group. And that's how it works. And they play each other, each size off each other while they're busy building. So they're just going to put these people into another classification. Um, Notice we we we've mentioned this minute now it's it's very pertinent now how Asians are now not people of color right how does that work I mean like does that mean Chinese people are not people of color or I mean like are they but 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 then no 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 Pacific Pacific Islanders are people of color <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty arbitrary, it seems. It, it, it definitely doesn't actually have anything to do with color somehow. It doesn't, but they say, okay, this these people add to where, to our vision, so we'll yeah. let them in. Yeah. <laughs> these people don't, you go to the side. Yeah. And that's what's happening with this country. And is it's there kind of it's, is there it's an very element, sad. Is there an element, Mo, of black America uh and it's, it's it's probably cynical to ask, but do you think there's an element that says, ha, 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 all right, fuckers, your turn now? Is there an element of that? Do you come were across that? Were you not that? on Twitter the sixth, <laughs> the night of the sixth? No, you no I don't do that. <laughs> no, I say and I say that in a joke, but no, that's what that was. Like, hey, now you see, now you see that now, well, that was the kind of well. Now, huh? now you see is one thing. But is there ever like <laughs> now 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 take it or I mean now you see is like see, like you say to me this is what I've been telling you that's different than someone taking pleasure in that happening to the quote other side. Well, when I say now you see, it was in a not for me, but that was their tone of they took great joy. Okay, and seeing and and this is but was this Black I'm America? Glad, yes. Uh. Well, it was the loud minority. I can't. I can't say all black okay, Americans gotcha, felt that gotcha, way. Gotcha. But the loud minority was on Twitter, like, "Yeah, now look, uh, they got them one. They shot. They shot one. 
and now you see how Breonna Taylor feels. You know, that, but not in a empathized way. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. I understand how y'all feel now. It's like, oh, now you feel my pain. Yeah. And it's like, don't you realize it's the same system yeah. <laughs> oppressing both of us? Yeah, yeah. That should be un- unarmed citizens shouldn't get shot no matter who they are. Yeah. And that's why we haven't made any progress in this in this um, movement because groups like Black Lives Matter exclude when other people get shot by the police unarmed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. It's like, don't you think more cases will make your point? And now, uh, hopefully, uh, people that lean more right politically can empathize. How'd you feel seeing someone that you can you know identify with even though they may have been breaking the law, that's not a death sentence. <laughs> that's not a death sentence. So yeah, uh, unfortunately, I don't think most people are emotionally equipped to uh, to to see something like that happening to them and think, oh, maybe that was what happened to other people. I, I don't think how callous do you have to be not to feel human? You'd be surprised. No, I mean that's the bigger that's the bigger problem. The the callousness of yeah. Just scorekeeping on other people's pain. Yeah. Like, ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, bring, and, brings me back to sports then. Yeah. Lots of people watch sports where people are hurt and, and keep score. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy's... It, it's, <laughs> I'm going to make this one statement about sports. If you're playing fantasy and a guy has a player against you, you kind of happy when they get hurt, and that's sick. Yeah, it's like I, mean, of course. I don't have to worry about that no more. Like, yeah. ooh, he's not going to score any more points. Mm-hmm. But this is how we're dehumanized. I mean, that's the real thing. But that's what the uh, powers that be, the one world government, globalism, whatever you want, new world order, uh, white supremacy. That's what they want. It's like once they dehuman, once you're dehumanized to each other. That's a, that's a win for them. And that leads us in, right into clip 15. It's like on a slave ship, which is what the whole world is. See, if I'm the captain of the ship, I will come and look down the hatch. And I'll say, it's just about feeding time. But we don't have enough food because I'm going to see to it it's not enough food. But we got about 40 of them down there. So I'm going to throw just enough food down there for 20 that's how they do it. That's how they do it all over where we are. Georgia Avenue, wherever you find black people. That's how they do it. They hand out the goodest, but it ain't enough. And what's going to happen when you throw enough food for 20 people in the hole of a ship where it's 40 people? You've got a good fight going, right? That's why black people can't stand each other. Over a period of years, we spent all our time fighting each other for whatever is thrown down that hatch. And Massa up there on the deck is just cracking his side. Look out. <laughs> yep, we're about to see it. <laughs> here's your $600 check, slaves. That's right. I mean, th- that's what they said, right? It's, how, how, long, how long are we waiting? Six months? Uh, $100 per month. Here you go. $600. Don't spend it all in one place. What would have been beautiful is, now maybe I should say this, but if you're going to go in there, if, I'm not saying I'm not supporting it, but if you were to go in there, we all should have went in there and got our four, other $1,400. <laughs> That's what we should have been in there for. Like, hey, 
This man said two grand. You try to short us fourteen hundred. Yeah, and this. I mean, that's the, the kind of stuff we need to get behind, which we shouldn't really be borrowing money. I'm just pointing that out. Of yeah, I mean, this, it's a bunch of stuff that affects all of us, <laughs> but we don't talk about that. The sick thing is, it's like it's our own money. <laughs> it's not like you know we're just just kicking it down the road. We have to pay for that money somehow. It's, it's not, not our money. No, it's, it's our kids' money. Yeah, uh, and that's I, even more how <laughs> grandkids at this point probably. But they, how callous that is! Yeah. You don't have any sympathy for them. No, 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 no. I need no. my money now. That's right. I want to go to Cancun. While Where's the my cheap. money? <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, goodness! All right, so this is a little foreshadowing that people should have paid attention to, um, and this is from show thirty-one. And this is FBI cites black extremists as a terrorist threat. Meanwhile, the FBI warns this. Get this. They warn Americans of new, a new domestic terror threat. Black identity extremists. What's that? Well, it goes back to a lot of these police shootings. When we look at the Alton Sterling shooting in Louisiana, for example, you had a madman that decided in retaliation for that to shoot officers. The same thing held true in Dallas. You had another madman that decided to shoot police officers. Who was a veteran. It's, yeah. Right, right, exactly. But when we think about these African-American extremists, this is something that's a byproduct of, I want to say, Black Lives Matter and a lot of these other um, organizations. And I don't want to say Black Lives Matter caused it. However, they do have a responsibility to marshal in the following to ensure that I shouldn't say ensure, but let them know that we are going to protest for peace and they failed at that. Therefore, they do have a level of complacency. Hmm. Now, take black out of it. Black lives matter. Yep. yep. (laughs) So interesting to play this in the context of what happened. I appreciate that, Mo. That's very good. Yeah. I mean, this is how this is how this system works. It's like like, people. We don't have racism in America. They're out to squish all of us. Figure it out already. That's that's what they're doing. But if you if you take out black, take out Black Lives Matter and put in MAGA and white, yeah, same report. That's fair. But (laughs) see, that's fair. See, this is the thing about fair. Fair is only it has to be equal on both sides of the equation. Mm -hmm. That's fair. So you get extremists. You get extremists. Okay, that's fair. Let's, let's, um, and like they said, this was decided by two guys, two men. One which was gang stalked, as we talked about in this episode, I believe. Yeah, 15. No, there's going to be 31. We got one, one guy was gang stalked. So we don't know why he even did what he did. And we don't know any of these people um, that took place in this, uh, in the, in the um, event on the 6th. So, but that's why we do what we do here because yes. we go in and analyze and have uh, spirited debates. <laughs> and I enjoy these shows, shows uh, these shows more when we have these spirited debates because it makes us explain explain ourselves to each other. This yeah. is this is where we had gotten a little groove there where we were on the same wavelength, but now it's like, no, come on over to the come on over to the bottom. Yeah, this is sad. It's and I, like I said, I feel empathy. Like, well, I, wow. well, here's what I feel. I feel blessed. I feel extremely lucky uh, that we can do this and that we can have these this talk and uh, and record it and share it with everybody. As is uh, has been uh, laid out before us by Malcolm X, aforementioned. 
He says it's really the only way we're going to get to the to the quote-unquote bottom of things. First, the white man and the black man have to be able to sit down at the same table. The white man has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of that Negro. And the so-called Negro has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of the white man. Then they can bring the issues that are under the rug out on top of the table and take an intelligent approach to get the problem solved. That's the only way that they'll ever do it. You know, sometimes it's, it's uh, so fun. I'll say to Tina, so I'm going to ask Mo that. She says, are you going to ask him like that? I said, yeah, I'll ask him just like that. She said, no, 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 you misunderstand our relationship. <laughs> we can say anything we want to each other. That's the right. best part. And and why not? Holy crap. Ah, uh, yes. And because we do that, we're pretty sure there's no way we could sustain any of this work with advertising. Also, advertising immediately equals censorship. So we chose the value for value model. Uh, it's been proven uh, across the spectrum to work very well. And the idea is uh, you're part of the production. You who are listening, if you get value out of this, and we're now 57 shows in, uh, some of it could be bound in a leatherette uh, uh, pouch and uh, given as a gift, uh, previously known as the encyclopedia. Now it's an entire product that people want to hand over. Um if you find that valuable, then uh, put some numbers uh, into the PayPal or the Cash App and let us know um, Let us know what you thought about it. And we really like uh, reading the notes that people send in. It's a, it's a great feedback mechanism. I actually got my little, my little donation segment uh, jingle there. So let's look at our executive producers for episode number 57. These are people who came in $100 and more uh, to, support, uh, to support the show and keep it going. And... Uh, and I'm blown away by Dreb Scott, who comes in with three hundred and thirty-three dollars and thirty-three cents, uh, which is you know as as Mo and I know magic numbers, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dreb is also, I mean he he is also doing the chapter artwork uh, for this show. So when we're yapping away, if you have a podcasting 2.0 podcast app. Then you'll see images and links come by, and he's basically putting stuff into into the show. He's adding to the show. It's like a third dimension, um, and it's and it's really cool. And he's very creative with it. So if you don't have one of those, go to newpodcastapps.com and see Dreb Scott's work. So not only is he doing that, but he's supporting us. And uh, all he uh, wanted to say was, "Keep up the great work. Uh, no jingles, no mo karma." which is his good right, uh, but we wish you all the best. Dreb, thank you so much, man. That's fantastic. And everybody can contribute <coughs> in that way. Uh, I mean, Oh, yeah. Oh there's, there's hun- that- oh, there's lots of stuff that people do to keep the show going. I mean, uh, yeah. Dave Jennifer is doing voiceovers and jingles, and we got all kinds of people contributing. The official voice of the MoFax. That's right. Uh, with Adam Curry. And, <laughs> and even... Uh, you know, just ideas or thoughts or feedback, everything makes a difference. Um, everything really does help. It's all production. And it's all productive. Michael Abbey, $226.43. And uh, Michael says, didn't enter any message into the payments. I was busy trying to figure out how to avoid fees and conversion rates. Okay, where is uh, Michael from? Is Michael from, uh, not from the, uh, oh, from Germany. There we go. Uh, this note is uh, not for the air. General thoughts. Let me see. Does he want us to read this? He said not for the air. Um, I'll, we can just uh, summarize. He said that he said the podcast is motivation for him in the gym. 
I don't. I mean, I, when he says not for air, I don't know me if he means don't read it on the air or we don't have to read it on the air. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So yeah, the couple things in here that I think we should share. So uh, he does right. say indeed that he uses the podcast as a means of motivation. Um, let's see. While catching up, listen to episode fifty. I uh, was thinking that Thomas Sowell was a natural ally of this show. Right on cue, you started playing clips of some of his comments. <laughs> it's funny how that works sometimes. <laughs> I know. Uh, I had some conversation with someone else recently. You know, uh, Sowell said, uh, yeah, have you ever heard my show? Have you heard me and Mo? Um, anyway, he uh, he says, Happy New Year from Germany. You guys are doing great work. We really appreciate it. Um, and, he, and he says, find a different way to contribute for those of us overseas. I pay fees to the bank using PayPal even though uh, all my accounts are dollar-based. Yeah, so yeah, we're going to try and... Uh, we've talked about this and we, on me, actually, for not having taken the next step. We're going to do uh, Bitcoin, for sure, and that's very easy for you know, almost no fees to get it instantaneously from one side of the world to the other. Um, and we're probably going to be looking at some of the newer features of... Um, of supporting the show with Bitcoin in the next uh, weeks and months to come. So we'll set that up, Michael. And thank you very much uh, coming in from Germany. Uh, our, let's see, we have another executive producer, Chisholm Cook, with $100, no note. Uh, they actually had two note. Well, you, I guess you could be a good time to read their note now if you want to jump down to... I'm, I'm, I'm always careful about combining numbers because people... Uh, so they have another one for 2345. So you want to read it when you get there? Or? Uh, no, I'll read this Would one like here. No, it? I'll read it right now. Absolutely. Happy New Year, right. Mo and Adam. Hope you all had a great Christmas. Uh, chaos abounds between election oddities, the Pence offensive, alien disclosures, and strange bombings. I had forgotten about Nashville. I can't help but laugh at all of these sleepers that are expecting some semblance of normalcy in 2021. I sent $100 a few minutes ago. Yep, we found it, but rushed through my clicks and forgot to send the note. So here's a nice extra 2345, 2345 for a New Year's total of 12345. We appreciate that. I uh, look forward to this week's episode. Want to let y'all know you sent a listener my way, a guy from Madison, Wisconsin, that caught your read of my first donation and looked up our podcast, Justified Pursuit. He reached out to my partner after and I after a mid-November incident at a Madison area dive bar. We was kicked out for having civil discussion with some fellow patrons about how Antifa BLM were burning down their city. They might have thrown in a touch of election conspiracy to boot. Regardless, their late 20-something woke bartender angrily informed them that politics and religion were taboo in the bar. Then she poured out half his beer and ran him out. Then she and her mob of woke scolds continued to dogpile as he and his wife, uh, dogpile on him and his wife on Facebook. Welcome to 1984. Anyway, thanks as always for all you do and for sending a little Mo Karma to Justified Pursuit. May the truth be with you, Chisholm, indeed. And we got some Mo Karma for you. Of course we do. <laughs> You've got Mo Karma. It used to be in, in America, we didn't talk about religion and politics. That was the proper way to yeah. go. That was the. That, I, I still think that's the best way to go. Probably is. Probably is a good way to go. Uh, so thanks, Chisholm. David Roll, uh, also executive producer with $100, episode 56, told me, stop stopping decorating yourself, investing yourself, or did I misunderstand the Gucci man? <laughs> if, uh, that's exactly, that's what, it exactly what it means. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. Nailed it. Exactly right. Mike Bateman, 
Uh, in the morning, Mo loved the show. Sir Bates, $100. And then we moved to our associate executive producers. And that's where we find Chris Bailey with 57 which is uh, the show donation. So he gets a double credit for that. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, Rianne Fernie wants uh, D dead beating. Well, why don't we do that right away? Congratulations. <laughs> You're no longer a deadbeat. With profound respect. And love, I thank you two gentlemen for all your hard work in bringing this concept to life. I'm still in aftershock from learning that every single one of our social movements has been hijacked. Congrats on red-pilling and indoctrinated feminists. <laughs> Success! <laughs> Mo, we're winning! <laughs> one soul at a time. Thanks, Rianne. That's a great note. I really appreciate that. Uh, Curtis Thomas, 5656, we'll throw you into the episode category. I know you meant well. Great potluck to start off the new year. Here's to more prosperity for you, too, and all the producers. It ain't over till we win, and that's the truth. Uh, Jennifer Buchanan, speak of the Red Hot Deviless. And there she is. James Dennifer. (laughs) James Dennifer. Hope you all had a wonderful Christmas and the new year is treating you and yours well. I'm experiencing a little MoFax with Adam Curry withdrawal, but I know that means the next episode will, of course, be epic. Thank you for doing the work, XOXO, Dame Jennifer. No, thank you, Dame Jennifer. A powerhouse in the podcasting industry, uh, helping so many people uh, make their productions better. And we really appreciate what you've done for us. Mm-hmm. 55 from brian rogers so refreshing to hear authentic conversations between a white guy who doesn't buy into white guilt and a black man who doesn't feel the need to use his african-american voice when he speaks <laughs> i used to listen or to my the- disney approved voice <laughs> yeah, exactly that's the one <laughs> i used to listen to the show and think of it as doing the work but what you guys are really doing is teaching a lesson to the mainstream on how different people from different backgrounds can discuss topics without fear of triggering Yes. Thanks, guys, for doing the education. Thank you, Brian. That That is exactly it. It's not all that hard, it turns out. <laughs> Just love everybody and then carry on and have a nice chat. Um, let's see. We're doing one donation segment. Or we're going to do two this. Uh, we're, doing, we're doing two. We're, we're doing, doing two. two. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll finish up with the 50s here for our associate execs. Uh, Jewel okay. Woods, $50. Love the podcast. Found you through Joe Rogan Experience. Y'all remind me of everyday racism with Big Boy. Uh, that time on Hot 97 when he flipped the script on their own racism. God bless and keep on keeping on. Uh, I, did did we play a clip of that? No. I, I, is that, a, is that like When you some... reference things like that, please send the link because I'm, yeah. I'm interested now. So I'm going to have to go dig this up now and That's fun, figure yeah. out what he's talking about. It's probably something well known that we just missed somehow. Uh, thank you, Joe. Andrew, $50. I enjoy listening and activating new agents. This is indeed part of your mission. And we appreciate that. Brandon Archer, $50. He says he'd like to get him a biscuit for his 30th birthday. They always give me a biscuit on my birthday. Yeah, people are now requesting that on no agenda. You notice that? <laughs> and John's like, I, I, know. I didn't know we had that. <laughs> I didn't know we had that jingle. <laughs> What's <that> biscuit? <laughs> What's this with the biscuit thing? Eh, I know what you're doing. <laughs> Chef Elvis, Rosenberg, $50. Thank you, Chef. Always there for us. Always got our back. Uh, and Gregory Chenez, 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 hmm, C-H-E-N-E-Z. Uh, $50, MoFax, you, my continuing, MoFax, you, my continuing education. Yes, indeed. Mine too, Gregory. Without the huge loan. 
It's <laughs> right. It's much, much more cost effective. All right, that's it for our executive producers and associate executive producers for episode number 57. We have a couple more people to thank. We'll do that a bit later on in today's episode. If you'd like to support us and you get value out of the show, whatever it is, for you, a few dollars may be a lot. That's high value, and we appreciate that. Send that. Um, it doesn't really matter. Um, and send in a note to go with that as well. We'd love to hear what you think. Go to mofax.com. Uh, or you can go directly to our donation page, which is mofundme.com, M-O-U-F-U-N-D-M-E.com. And thank you for supporting episode 57 of MoFax with Adam Kerr. All right, so now we're getting, uh, well, you let, let our previous conversation let us right into this and the uh, quote-unquote black reaction to, uh, to the six. And this is from Fox 5 DC. I actually heard this live. And I had to go find it because yeah, this guy's name Wisdom. And he's normally he's that safe guy, safe black guy. He doesn't make too too well, I mean I'm See, explaining now, what I'm saying. This is what I think of you. I've never even met you. I'm like, I think Mo's probably one of those safe black guys. You know, the one nah. that makes me feel <laughs> Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. nah. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait to meet you. <laughs> So, so the, the safe guy is, and what I mean by that is, he waits to see how his uh, sentence is received, uh, and if it's not received, it's he, like, oh, he, he can let adjust. Me. He can adjust his, yeah, uh, his what right. he's saying. Yeah, I got you. And he's normally with a panel full of women, so he's very. He walks that line of Ooh, dangerous. Oh, did, I, did, I, did I offend you? I don't, oh, right, no. right. And they look to him, you know. So, um, this is him addressing the uh, riot, the Capitol riots. And can we talk? Because yesterday's events sparked a conversation about privilege and a double standard for protesters. Images of protesters storming the Capitol were compared to images of Black Lives Matters protesters from last summer. Many of yesterday's protesters were not met with violence or force from law enforcement, while Black Lives Matter protesters in D.C. were tear gassed, hit with rubber bullets, and arrested. Ohio Democratic Congresswoman and former chair of the Congressional Black caucus, Marsha Fudge, said there was, quote, no question the response from police was different. The NAACP also made note of the double standard, tweeting a viral video of a Capitol Police officer taking a selfie with one of the Trump supporters who stormed the Capitol building, calling it a dark day in America. The group also tweeted, and you thought taking a knee was too much, referencing the backlash that Colin Kaepernick received for kneeling during the national anthem. Wow. Wow, they're doing it right there. That's so good. Yeah. That's such a good clip. So, <laughs> yeah, so she had to set him up. Wow. <laughs> and, and, and she said, well, there was no tear gas. And we heard at the opening of the show, they had tear gas to the point where the uh, Congress people oh, had to yeah. put on their gas mask. Yeah. Um, and then no shots were fired. Lady, where were you at? I mean, like, somebody died. What are you talking about? But yeah. She sets it up and then um, she pitches it over to uh, to Wisdom to co-sign everything she said. You know, what's interesting about this is that I watched this uh, coverage from the start until for about five hours. And what struck me and everybody else that was on not only on social media that people were calling me is that 
the response from that, well, first of all, we need some answers from the Capitol Police. We know this because there's no way that this should have ever gotten this far. How many times have we gone to the Capitol and we can't even get past the barriers because our ID is not up to par or, or something like that? And then to see these <laughs> random people storm this place, a government building, storm it. Police officers who were there did nothing. Not a shot was fired in the entire time that I watched. There was no tear gas in the entire time that I watched. And the only difference is the Black Lives Matter people were met with force and they were peaceful demonstrators. But the only (laughs) difference is Black Lives Matter, the protesters, the majority of them were black and the majority of these people were white. So there's a racial (laughs) element to this, whether you want to admit it or not. They did not anticipate that this would happen. There was before the Black Lives Matter group even got to Washington, D.C., there were plans in place. They had military lined up. They had streets shut down. They had all these plans in place. And for this group, there was nothing. There was nothing done. And then even when they got inside the Capitol, they were threatening and they were destroying property. They were doing all these different things. The police had zero response. No response. If this had been a black group, shots would have been fired immediately and there would have been a bloodbath. Everybody knows that. Everybody's talking about it on social media. There's definitely a double standard. Uh, yeah. Where do we start? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's so meta, you know. It's having a double standard while saying there's a double standard is is beautiful to listen to. But how do you even... It's uh, it's like recursion. It's it's crazy. He said the majority of the Black Lives Matter protesters were black. <laughs> it's like were you watching that for hours on end as well, son? Because that's Where? not true. Where, I saw white people. Oh my goodness! And he plays right into, and that's why I said this is dangerous. Because when we go back into history. And you just read history, it's going to be, oh, Black Lives Matter did this. And you're just going to be assuming black that was a bunch of black people. Yeah, well, the black guy just assumed it himself. Yeah, because he, he has to. He, she said, notice, she didn't let him lead off. Right. She no, set, of course not. She set the tone <laughs> yeah, yeah. for these are your guidelines. You stay in there. And then they said, bring in the black rage. And he took his voice up a couple of uh, serious uh, tones. And it's like, oh, you. It would have been shot. Which I will say this, because I'm not. I'm not going to completely disagree with him. If black people on their own would stay, uh, storm the Capitol, yeah, it would be a bloodbath. If they're sent <laughs> and they're allowed, like Black Lives Matter, yeah, then there's no bloodbath. The, then there's the, no bloodbath, no. and that's what we saw all summer. Mm-hmm. And this was the gaslighting we saw all summer. They were allowed to riot, which you never heard the word riot used. No, peaceful protest. Peace, <laughs> most, mostly peaceful, mm-hmm. which I don't understand how you are mostly peaceful. It's like, say, I'm a mostly peaceful husband. I only beat my wife once a month. I mean, like, how do you say that? I mean, that's that's so foul. And then you say mostly black. And then you say, <laughs> when you go look at the Washington, D.C. riot, it was not a majority white people. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I'm just where's the facts and yeah. this is the thing with the hypocrisy i say if you're gonna keep well if you're gonna it, keep it, the no, standard it's so, okay this is yeah. so oh, so first of all <laughs> uh no one should be watching this i know it's on at your house because it's the local fox five and i understand why it is i just want to see the weather I, yeah <laughs> oh yeah like like that not me yeah but. and how often are they right about that 
So, um, this is these are nincompoop people saying completely nonsensical things, uh, and people sit there and it's and it seeps into their brain. And I mean, you and I listen to a clip like this, and it's hilarious. It's hilarious for a black man sitting there to say, hey, you know, if these were black people, just like at the Black Lives Matter protest, there would have been a bloodbath. Like, oh, my God, this is it's not even in the realm of reality. This is what's killing society is these people have this authority. They come through your box, through the telescreen and people soak it up and they're they're blind. They're blind. I think the guy doesn't even know that he said something so stupid. I really don't. And Where's the investigative journalism to say, hmm, they harassed me when my ID is not right to get in the Capitol. But on one of the most uh, charged days in recent American history, you can slip right in. (laughs) Right. There was there was no major presence there. You don't want to. You don't want. You don't want to chase that lead down. That's, that's that doesn't interest you. Well, just no. your funny socks. Yeah. Just your funky socks and and t- saying how hot women are. And that's what he basically. And I, I hate to get on wisdom, but he, that was so dumb. I got to. Um. Basically, they have him on this show, and all oh, my eyes roll so hard when I watch it because I'm sitting here trying to iron my clothes, get ready for the day. My wife's watching it. I mean, and it's more habit in the morning. <laughs> um, sure. I don't even think she really listens to it. She just want to see what the weather's going to be mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But she she didn't get really into the. I watch enough uh, news for the both of us. But <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting here yelling at the television most mornings. I'm like, you see this? I'm looking back at her like, <laughs> you see this crap? I mean, like, what is he talking about? So. Yeah, it used to be like that here at uh, the Curry household. Now it's uh, now it's Tina who's in the morning. Did you see this? Have you seen this crap? <laughs> <laughs> Turned her into a monster. It's it's it's, and you know I'm, I'm glad my wife is who she is because she's the balance to me. <laughs> she's like, dear, don't let it get you upset. No, no, but that's what it's meant to do. Either it's meant to Correct. placate for people to buy into it, or. Yeah to antagonize and you start your day off antagonize and you go to work and you're just looking for somebody to um push your button yeah get it yeah that's right it's an evil system so now we got to go back this is a throw black excuse me throw back <laughs> throw, throw block. black <laughs> yeah throw black <laughs> it's a throw back block so because this is this show was very important this is 41 Oh, yeah. Um and yeah, so this was about the Black Panthers and BIE and mm-hmm. black extremists and those those things. So this this is talking about um the Black Panthers and how they were armed. We begin today's show with explosive new allegations that the man who gave the Black Panther Party some of its first firearms and weapons training was an undercover FBI informant in California. Richard Aoki was an early member of the Panthers and the only Asian American to have a formal position in the party. He was also a member of the Asian American political alliance that was involved in the Third World Liberation Front student strike. The claim that Aoki was uh, informed on his colleagues is based on statements made by a former uh, agent of the FBI in a report obtained by investigative journalist Seth Rosenfeld, author of the new book, Subversives, the FBI's War on Student Radicals and Reagan's Rise to Power. Yeah, we both rang the bell on the FBI. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, it's not like that hasn't been going on forever and continues. 
And this explains why Mo don't do groups. (laughs) (laughs) It's so easy because you see it now with these people that take these pictures and they hunt down people. What they call picture hunters or. Oh, I didn't know there was a term for it. There's a term for it now. I think it's picture hunter where they you were here on this date and then they just go through these vast amounts of which I'm trying to figure out how they do it. It seems like more like facial recognition to me. Then um, I was reading that uh, report facial recognition with over 70% accuracy can determine someone's political views. Really? Now, it's the report. They also said they can detect if someone is gay or not. So I believe I that could be. I believe that. I believe that. Um, But I believe. That they can, I mean, you write the algorithm if you're Al- looking for certain things. Algo can't detect someone who's black for some reason. That never seems to work. But okay, everything else works <laughs> groovy. <laughs> yeah. we, got, we got a guy. I mean, it's not the right guy. It's like, we got a guy. We got a guy. That's right. So cynical. See the jet. That's the jet. It works. <laughs> Take note, people. Hundred percent accuracy. It's it's the humor that keeps you alive, man. It's true. But, um, it's true. It's true, my man. It's so true. <laughs> but they have this guy. He feeds the Black Panthers guns, and now we're going to see how these guns end up in legislation. Uh, we can go on straight into twenty one now. Over the last 30 years, Rosenfeld sued the FBI five times to obtain confidential records. He eventually compelled the agency to release more than 250,000 pages from their files. In this video, produced by the Center for Investigative Reporting, Rosenfeld explains how he first stumbled across information about Richard Aoki. A former FBI agent had heard that I was doing research, then he contacted me. His name was Bernie Threadgill. And he says, hey, I know that guy. And he said, Aoki was, was my informant. I developed him. Seth Rosenfeld reports that Aoki may have been covertly filing reports on a wide range of Bay Area political groups, according to the bureau agent who recruited him. Uh, he interviewed Aoki twice in 2007 about those allegations. And I'm not going to point a finger at anybody specifically that went into the Capitol but people are very conspicuous. Oh yeah. It's but it, it, you dress like that, and I'm not gonna identify how they were dressed, but I saw it. That makes it very easy for you to be identified. I Why would it. you do that? Yeah, I don't know. To recognize the other members of the group, I guess. There was a lot of conspicuous mm-hmm. uh garb and Outfits and when those I, kind when, of things. When I see black outfits, black backpacks, black helmets, I definitely think one thing. When I see full military helmets and everything, I think another thing. But it's not the same thing, I think, with, with MAGA hats and bandanas. Yeah, and skinny jeans. So I'm like, <laughs> I, ain't no, I ain't no MAGA with skinny jeans. I'm just, I'm just no. saying. Um, <laughs> but then you go in and dress like a Viking and it's... It's it's some strange stuff going on, and that can actually have some esoteric meanings to it as well. But oh, I'm, oh, I'm not, well, well not... excuse me. You were talking about <laughs> yeah. spells? Yes. I mean, that Viking guy, man, you bring in some of that, some mojo, you can conjure up something, I'm sure. 
and and right. and that's passed over so easily. It's like, well, of course, that's all of Trump supporters. They're all nut jobs. I mean, that's <laughs> that's how it, that was the that was the that was the narrative. It was beautiful. It was They're crazy. Perfect, perfect staging. Yeah, yeah, perfect. The Vikings with pitchforks. They're crazy. Yeah. Um, but now we get into how giving this group guns, which you have the right to bear arms. I mean, especially in California at this time. So they didn't do anything illegally, but just giving them guns and the appearance of that led to the Mulf- Mulford Act. In early 1967, the Black Panthers organized armed patrols through the poorest neighborhoods of Oakland, California, an act that some call the beginning of the modern gun rights movement. Get out of the car. Walk up to the scene. Those who had rifles would carry them in the open. Clearly visible. We would stand at a, um, a distance where the police couldn't say they were interfering with their arrest or their detention of the individual and uh, make sure that uh, there was no brutality. The police were confronted by citizens who were not just voicing their opinions, but were armed. Ah, yes, the (laughs) Mulford Act. So, if we draw the parallel with history repeating and rhyming, we can see some gun legislation coming down the pike. Of course, it's always threatened, but uh, they could get something done because of uh, the white supremacists and the domestic terrorists. And the appearance. Yes. Scary people with scary things. Yeah. We got to crack down. We got to do something. Yeah. And just to prove people's point, or prove my point to people, oh, it would have been a bloodbath. Explain May 2nd, 1967. Anyway, the next thing I know, I'm marching on the Capitol. Because we're up there to protest a bill they're trying to put in to keep us from carrying guns. Ronald Reagan is over here on the big front lawn. I got a statement to read. The Black Panther Party for Self-Defense calls upon the American people in general and the black people in particular to take careful note of the racist California legislature, which is now considering legislation aimed at keeping the black people disarmed and powerless at the very same time racist police agencies throughout the country are intensifying the terror, brutality, murder, and repression of black people. Ronald Reagan is escorted off the lawn by the state capitol police. I says, we can go inside somewhere. Isn't there a spectator section? I have these black panthers up here with guns on the second floor. Wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are we under arrest? Am I under arrest? Am I under arrest? Am I under arrest? Take your hands off me if I'm not under arrest. Am I under arrest? I'm telling you to take your hands off me. They put trumped up charges of conspiracy and felonies on everyone who went in to exercise a constitutional right and said they had no right to bear arms in a public place. The uh, California Penal Code Section 12020 through 12027 and also the Second Amendment of the Constitution guarantees the citizen a right to bear arms on public property. Yeah, it's all coming. Storm with the Cal- They stormed the California Capitol. Capitol. Yep. With guns, With guns in 1967, yeah, no bloodbath. Oh, so this no. is what I'm talking about when I say this is what I'm talking about when I say if it's sanctioned, 
It's like, no, 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 you can't shoot them. <laughs> we got something cooking here. Mm-hmm. Just let them be. Mm-hmm. Just let them be. Mm-hmm. Because. There's a reason. There's a reason yes. for it. Yep. And that, and that was the Mulford Act. That's the Mulford Act. Right. So that's where we get Patriot Act 2.0 against domestic terrorism. It's going to be fabulous. It's gonna- this is how it plays out. <laughs> Good times ahead. <laughs> so let's just get into the details of what the Mulford Act actually was. Mr. Mulford, uh, your bill, you held your bill back to strengthen. What do you have in mind? Well, first, uh, it's my intention to make it a felony to bring a, a loaded weapon into the state capitol. I think that uh, the incident points out that, uh, uh, shockingly, that the laws are inadequate, but also serves to emphasize the fact that the laws are inadequate to uh, protect the innocent public when uh, bands of armed people, let me make it perfectly clear, this has nothing to do with any racial incident because in my testimony yesterday there were five white groups I discussed and one Negro group, but when bands of armed people with loaded weapons can uh, uh, move about our streets intimidating and frightening citizens, then I think we should act and we intend to act. Oh man, oh man, oh man. You could have, you uh, just up the quality, you could have played this today. You could have played. It doesn't that today. matter your race. That's right. It, it, it doesn't co- matter your race. They want to crush you like a bug. Doesn't matter who you are. Wow. So now, now we get into how infiltration works, and this is with Darthur Perry. In the summer of 1978, I interviewed a man who worked as an informer for the FBI during the 1960s. His name is Dothard Perry, also known as Ed Riggs, also known as Bill Perry, also known as Othello. How were you paid? The pay was always in cash. Cash and you would sign a card. It would go like this. A rendezvous or a drop-off point would be picked out either by yourself or the agent. You would meet the agent there. Uh, usually it would be in a vehicle. You get in the vehicle, he would hand you the money. He would tell you first to count the money. He would tell you the amount while you counted it. If the amount was there, he would then bring out a card. On that card would be for the week of such and such. In other words, the week was dated. So-and-so has been paid the amount of. Then you would sign the card, and then the agent would sign the card. The reason for this is that if uh, all of a sudden the IRS became very interested about where you were getting all this extra money from, you could always tell them to go back to the bureau, and the bureau would have your cards on file. (laughs) It's all legit. (laughs) It's all, yeah, we we got the receipts. It's all good. Did you punch the clock? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. This is why people have to be careful when, and I know that's not, it's so un-American to not to be able to assemble, but this is the reality that I actually live because I could easily shake the wrong person's hand or even just be snapped in a picture standing beside the wrong person. And I'm affiliated. Mm. And that, that doesn't even have to do with uh, insurrection or anything like that. This is how gang units work. <laughs> yeah. You, you you were associated. You're affiliated. I mean. And do you know that so, to this day, I still get trolls on Twitter uh, who pop up and, and call me horrible things because uh, 
I hosted InfoWars or I was a guest on InfoWars. Yeah. yeah that's association. <laughs> it's like, wow, man, I wasn't, I was interviewed. I was a guest. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. But that's, oh, and it's certain groups that popped up around the 2020 election yeah. that I did not bring to this show. There's certain topics that did just smell funny that mm-hmm. I did not bring to this show. Uh, I'm not going to say the name of the group, but we all remember large amounts of black people marching through streets with guns. Yeah. Not a good look. And from the standpoint of should we be armed to the T? Yes, <laughs> you should. That's all right. But what, who who is creating this environment for you to go out and show this display? Why is this? What is this display meant to do? Yeah. And then the leaders of these groups, some of them are these groups flaked out and names were thrown around. And I'm just like, you know what? I deal with people on a one-to-one basis. Uh, I like to be inconspicuous. I like to be, um, of course, one day that's going to go away. I know, Uh, but I'm enjoying it as for long as possible because I think, what we do here is bigger than who I am. That This is what's important to me. We can have these conversations that people are going to walk away like, wow, this is my reality. And I, I don't want to bum you out, but this is, this is the reality. But how do you beat it? Don't fall into the mind trap. Choose how you move more carefully. Is that right? No. But Jesus did it. So, I mean, like, so if it's good enough for him, <laughs> it's good enough for me. I mean, like, <laughs> but he, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's what I find. I mean, not to get on that leanings, but it's just that sometimes you just have to avoid confrontation and these kind of things. Like you were saying, talk about, you, we should, of course, we should be able to talk about politics. Of course, we should be able to talk about certain things, but with certain people, um, they don't have, they don't even want to seek the understanding or come to understanding. Right. They just want to provoke. And you're going to find that, that people are going to troll. Uh, Like you said, just by you hosting a show, you're labeled a certain way. Sure. Um, Which it sucks. (laughs) It sucks, but it is what it is. Um, Well, Mo, I've been in the public eye since I was uh, 19 and uh, there's always someone going to be unhappy about something. And it doesn't matter if you were interviewing Tina Turner or, or a guest on Alex Jones. Someone's going to be upset and PO'd about something. Yeah. And I had this actually, this happened to me at work once. Um, one guy wrote up me said, what's up, Mo Facts? <laughs> and I took a step back. Like, what? what? <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> You got some, uh, someone, had a, he, someone had a brush with greatness there. Right. Well, what it was, was he knew a guy I was close with and he turned him on to the show. But I didn't know. I was like, how do you know? Who I, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, 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 trying to fill him out. Like, what were you saying? <laughs> Which that's sad that this is, the, this is the society we live in. This is not, this, and well, it's something one of the guys said in the letter, uh, getting back to some normalcy. You did, your new normal is, our old normal. Right. 
Yeah, I got you. Well, good. I'm well prepared wanna... then. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I've had. I've had. Uh, I've been schooled. <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> yeah, but if they put us all on the same side, then we become the majority. Yeah, that's the beauty of that's, it. That's where we have to be smart. We got to be smart. That's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Of just let's just identify with each other, and yeah, I can understand where you're coming from. Yeah, that does suck. Let's change that. Let's yeah. change. Let's change this, and that's how we win. But. To get back to the clips, uh, let's continue with the informant and how he actually infiltrated. Uh, were there such things as bonuses? Oh, yes. What were they paid for? Bonuses were paid for, um, suppose, while you were meeting with, um, or you were at a meeting with Bobby Seals, uh, Chulai of the Red Army happened to come to the meeting too which is something which would be a new development that's that's bonus time in other words a hot piece of information hot piece very hot piece did you ever suffer pangs of conscience quite a few times quite a few times i still suffer pains of conscience uh, I suffer from the fact that a lot of people trusted me, and I misused that trust. I suffer from the fact that uh, a lot of information that I gave out was the undoing of certain groups or certain people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know who? You know who? Uh, I don't know if this was. And there's been a lot written about it. I don't know if it's 100% true. Uh, do you know who was an FBI informant? Who? Al Sharpton. Oh, yeah. He ratted on the whole mob. I mean, that's yeah. that's not... That's I mean, that's true. He he admitted it. But he was like, oh, oh no, no, I only ratted on... The, yeah, I only ratted on the mob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm, he spun... Mm-hmm. They spun it like... I only took the mob down. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I took, took criminal... No, no, Al. No, Al. That's not how it works. Right. You don't show up with a allegedly. Let me make sure. Right. That's, legal. I was. Legal. I was couched. <laughs> I, I, I had to check with legal. Yeah. <laughs> allegedly, I always say that. Yes. Right. Allegedly, he was caught with a suitcase full of product, and yeah. that's how he was flipped. Ah. Because yeah. I mean, that's how they shut down his uh camp his uh, his presidential campaign. He sure. ran. Yeah. They they ran the video. I'm I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, yeah. I'm no longer going to be president. So, yeah, 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 yeah. but but if you go if you go and just look at a lot of the, I mean, we've talked about a lot of infiltration, sure. and that's why it's hesitant in our community to deal with people because like mm. because you've learned, and now we're going to learn. Yeah, you're going to have to vet people. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the new normal. I hate this. I hate to say it. So now we have to go back to Baltimore. And the reason why we have to go to Baltimore is, in my opinion, Baltimore was an unsanctioned riot. The reason why I say that is, if you listen to how it was explained in the media, uh, even in the clip, this is this is right from the news. Uh, I think I think it was local news. Uh, the title of the video on YouTube was "Gray Purge Protest Turns Violent." in baltimore 
We report from Baltimore, where the governor of Maryland has declared a state of emergency, and the mayor of Baltimore has announced a week-long curfew beginning tomorrow night, a curfew that cannot come soon enough. Tonight, we have witnessed lawlessness and chaos on the streets as the violence escalates despite calls for peace. All this in the wake of today's funeral for a young men who died of severe injuries while in police custody. Baltimore is burning after a day of looting and rioters clashing violently with police. Tonight, a community center in flames lights up the city as police and community activists try and take back the streets. Let it shine in my neighborhood. Lost to chaos earlier today. Rioters armed with gas masks appearing ready for a fight. The police force under siege, at least 15 officers injured. Siege. The mayor taking yeah. to the streets tonight to condemn those responsible. The Baltimore is much better uh, than uh, what you're seeing today. But as the fires continue to burn, people here left asking if the police have done enough and whether this violence is really about the death of 25-year-old Freddie Gray. Yeah, and, and thanks for playing that because... You know, I had to bring back the imagery, the imagery of Baltimore. I mean, we've seen so much in the past few years of burning. You can't, you can't remember where it was. But listen, how they described it here. Oh yeah, burning, riot, siege, siege yeah, riot, uh-huh. violent. You heard none of that this summer. This was this was pure frustration. Yeah, in Baltimore, and that was that powder keg igniting. And when it's unsanctioned, the media is not on board and politicians are not on board, including Barry O. Uh, majority of the community in Baltimore, uh, I think, have handled this appropriately, expressing real concern and outrage over the possibility that our laws were not applied evenly in the case of Mr. Gray and that accountability needs to uh, exist. Um, and I think we have to give them credit. My understanding is, is you've got some of the same organizers now going back into these communities to try to clean up in the aftermath of a handful of protesters, uh, a handful of uh, ah. criminals uh, <laughs> and thugs who, uh, who tore up the place. Ah. Thanks, Obama. Criminals and thugs. Woo! Yeah, I remember that. Oh, my goodness. The president said the T word. Could you imagine if that language was used in this summer? Mm-mm. Criminals and thugs. Well, Trump did actually That's, use that. No, I'm talking about from the from the Democratic Party. Oh, pff, never. <laughs> because not it's not. It's the same action, and this now we go back to the equation again. This is hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Same action, same party. Looking at both actions mostly peaceful protesting it's unsanctioned thugs and, and those were actually actual real black people right <laughs> majority majority <laughs> black people <laughs> mostly black people peacefully protesting yeah. so what does that tell you yeah when it's real it's black only... people then you're thugs and criminals now we stay in the Obama family. This is Michelle talking about uh, the 2020 peaceful protest. And it is frustrating to hear some folks say that you've been the beneficiary of privilege, that the color of your skin gives you a head start. 
That is the reality for far too many hardworking, decent Americans. But right now, the president and his allies are trying to tap into that frustration and distract from his breathtaking failures by giving folks someone to blame other than them. They're stoking fears about black and brown Americans lying about how minorities will destroy the suburbs, whipping up violence and intimidation. And they're pinning it all on what's been an overwhelmingly peaceful movement for racial solidarity. And the one thing this president is really, really good at is using fear and confusion and spreading lies to win. Look, I, I get it. But I also feel it. As a black woman who has, like the overwhelming majority of people of color in this nation, done everything in my power to live a life of, of dignity and service and honesty, the knowledge that any of my fellow Americans is more afraid of me then the chaos we are living through right now, well, that hurts. That's a head shaker, man. <laughs> Thank you, Big Mish. That's um, a, you know, I gotta use, I'm gonna slow that clip down. I think we can reveal something. <laughs> anyway, that, that's for a future project. But that, yeah. that's really it's not true. She lied there. The, the, Overwhelmingly peaceful. But also the president is blaming this on brown and black people. What? Yes. I, I never heard that. And she also doesn't I, give and, an example. But And then she say, oh, they're going to destroy your suburbs. We saw yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's these it. Antifa rallies going into, into suburbs, suburbs. <laughs> and threaten, threatening people with Joe Biden signs in the yard. This, that was chaos, but oh, oh no, it was overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly uh, peaceful. You don't board up board, or you don't board up shops <laughs> for the overwhelmingly peaceful protest. Yeah. yeah, we saw it on election night. Yeah, right here in D.C. Yeah, they boarded up everything. Yeah, everything's boarded up again for for Wednesday. I don't understand. I, and I, but this, her husband, when it's black people making the decision that we're fed up, thugs. Yeah. <laughs> black right. Lives Matter, which is mostly white people. <laughs> yeah. Overwhelmingly peaceful. peaceful. Yeah, peaceful. 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 <laughs> peaceful. <laughs> and then we got to go back to Diddy from last week. Mm. And just imagine. Um, what would happen if he talked like this about Boston? I know that's I know that's a hypothetical, but we just got to listen to what he was saying in his in this clip. The number one priority is to get Trump out of office. The tribe of people that have the responsibility and really should be scared to death of this man is white people. Mm, explain. If this man is elected. We're not standing by no more getting killed. We're not scared of anybody standing up and standing by. We're on the verge of a, a race war. Mm. If people in America want a race war, they'll not vote. 
I'm an independent, first of all. When I vote, I try to do what's best for my community. Let's, let's be clear on that. You, you, you're, not, you're not standing behind your decision to hold your vote anymore. You want people to go out there and vote. It would be irresponsible of me to um, have us hold our vote hostage. Mm -hmm. But it would also be irresponsible of me to just let this moment go by. The world is watching and not do everything I can to make sure that going forth that we're a part of the narrative, mm -hmm. that we own our politics. Um, and so I'm launching one of the boldest movements that I've ever launched. And it's called Our Black Party. Okay. It's time for us to have our own black political party, unapologetically. Because right now, if you look at the debates, we're not even a part of the conversation. Not at all. We're not a part of the conversation. We don't have any political power. We don't have any political leverage. Yeah. Diddy signing up to act blue. Yeah. Our black party Our is black really party. their blue party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Directly connected but, to the Democratic Party. The reason why I played this clip was, can you imagine somebody saying that if the election doesn't go the way I want it to, it's going to be a, a, a race war? Oh, hell no. And I'm saying if a black man said that not sanctioned. Mm hmm. Right. He had to get the sign off on that. I mean, is it okay for me to say that? Yeah, yeah, you, you can say that. Okay. Well, hello. He had to rescind his whole thing of withholding his vote. So, I mean, if you look at the the evidence at hand, he flipped his whole stance. Uh, he promoted the Democratic Party. Um, I'd say uh, they showed him uh, some video. And if you don't <laughs> vote the way we want you to Reverend vote. Al videos. Like, hmm. <laughs> and if you don't vote the way we want you to vote, it's going to be a race war. Race war. Yeah. There you go. Thanks, Diddy. Which setting, that's setting us up to fail. Yeah. Because you got your billions and you'll go into your bunker or one of your friend's bunkers and leave us out here high and dry. If, that's, if, he, if that was your intentions, which is not, it's just to scare people. Which, I mean, I find that clip so disgusting. I probably won't ever play it again. But I just want to make that point. When it's sanctioned, you can talk any way you like. Yep. You can act any way you like. You can burn. You can loot. You can do whatever you want to do. Um, remember the guy in, uh, I forget his name now, um, in Chaz. Oh, yeah. Handing out guns. Yeah. Handing out <laughs> guns. Yeah. <laughs> There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Go for you. Go for you. Yeah. So yeah, if it's right. sanctioned, it's totally okay. And I'm gonna say this to black men specifically, uh, and and black people in general, because you might have uncles, brothers, cousins, uh, you know, sons, fathers. Don't think it stops with just rounding up the the right. It doesn't because Maxine Waters let you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. She let you know what she thinks about anybody that has a diversity in thought. They think somehow if they are going to support Trump, Trump that they're going to realize some big sums of money that's going to come to them through yeah. some damn proposals that they're going to present and they're going to be taken care of and they're going to be able to manage all of this money. They are crazy. They're not going to get a dime from these people. 
They don't even know how to put together the right kind of proposals to even be considered uh, in this way that government works and how you have to get through the House and the Senate and all of these committees, even in order to get to the president to sign something, and he's not going to sign a darn thing to them. He's a racist. He does not have any appreciation for black people and black women in particular. He's talked about it so bad. He talked about John Lewis so bad. He talked about coming so bad. He has no respect for us. He's not doing anything for us. And for those black young men who think somehow they can align themselves with Trump, Trump, not only are they terribly mistaken, any of them showing their face, I will never, ever forgive them for undermining the possibility to help their own people and their own communities. It is absolutely unconscionable. It is shameful. Wow. Never, ever, ever going to forget it. Sounds like a list to me. Wow. Wow, man. Hey, it's nice being in the <laughs> foxhole here with you, Mo. <laughs> sounds like it sounds like she's keeping a list to me. <laughs> Where were you at? <laughs> Where were you at on uh, January 6th? Oh, man, <laughs> man, man, man. Oh, Auntie Maxine. Go Mad away. Maxine. Mad that's, that's, Maxine. That's what they call Mad, Mad Maxine. Maxine. Go I away. <laughs> Go away, Maxine. So don't don't think it's gonna stop there. It's gonna be up. Oh, we don't like that way you think. Yeah. Hell, little Boosie got banned from his gym for exercising his First Amendment rights. Yeah. I mean, I'm I, 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 that's very dangerous to say. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh no, this you is this, you got, this is why it's gonna be bumpy. Uh, and I'm you know that's not well. It's nice to be shoulder to shoulder, Mo. That that's a good part about it. And if we all kind of if we all start to look left and right and go, oh hey, you're here too, <laughs> you know, We're like hey Asian guy, you're here too. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe there's more of us over on this side. Oh, I'd love, oh, Mo, you always brighten up the day. <laughs> I try. <laughs> doing well, doing well. I guess so. We can get into the uh, thanking some more people for uh, their their uh, support. Yeah, not before we uh, solidify what we're doing here and what we love. I understand that there's some people out there who need my services. Yes, sir. Are there any people out there who are weak? Yes. Any people out there who are weary? Yes. Any people out there who are tired? Yes. Any people out there who just need a heal? Yes. Y'all got cash. Yes. money money time <laughs> and we're not bashful about it the number one uh, thing if you ask people about an uh about uh, donating why they didn't donate to something you know what the number one answer is no one was that no one asked and you'd be surprised that some of the biggest <laughs> the biggest outfits people say no, no one asked that's why i never donated and that's why we just ask what value are you getting from this so far i mean I would show up and I would pay to do this show myself because <laughs> this is uh, this is you know it's like Mo you got me there it's like once I figured out what what you were trying to tell me it's, and I always get way into it so I'm excited as we build towards the crescendo at the end of the show <laughs> uh, thanking the rest of our supporters for episode number fifty seven of Mo Facts with Adam Curry Starship Alves thirty three dollars from the Starship keep doing what you do uh lfp cram says hi Mo and Adam with a twenty nine twenty five donation thank you for providing the sound that the world needed needs and will continue to need for a long time to come 
first donation to the show, so please de-deadbeat me. You got it? Congratulations. You're no longer a deadbeat. And continue to educate the listeners. You guys are on the right path. Greetings from Rotterdam, the Netherlands. Lars. Okay, Lars, thanks. Very nice. My daughter lives in Rotterdam, the Netherlands. Matt Baha, 2603. Absolutely love Trapper's Delight and listen to it three times. I I listened to the show myself, again, from beginning to end. It was, it, I, I thought I was pretty good at, at faking it till I made it. You know, it's like, yeah, I know what the uh-huh. hell you're talking about. It took me a long time. <laughs> uh, so Matt says, love Trapper's Light. Listen to it three times. Midway through episode 56 now and just had to go back and pay some respect to episode 55. Keep up the great work, Matt B. Thank you, Matt. James Morin, 25. Seriously, get off the pot and start a subscription option. <laughs> or else all hell will break loose and you won't even get a Bitcoin. Yes, my court, my responsibility, going to fix it. Thank you, James. Appreciate it. Hey, Adam Mo says uh, William Bryant. I thought you guys might find this interesting. A teacher at the school tipped me off to this, which was sent to everyone in the school district by the diversity and inclusion officer. Well, now you know you're in trouble when you have an officer of diversity and inclusion. <laughs> this is my little town of Spartanburg, South Carolina. This is supposed to be material for Black History Month. Oh, that's right. It's coming up. The shortest month yep. of the calendar year. Black History Month. There are three PowerPoints. One about uh, Jean Manford, a white lady who founded PFLAG. The second is Pauli Murray, who say who they say is a passing for white black woman turned Episcopal priest who used the pronouns he, him. The third PowerPoint is about Unity Month. What's that? I said fascinating. Uh, I don't know. I'll just I'll finish the note. The third PowerPoint is about the Unity Month, which is October. So where's the black history? Mo, this is exactly what you talk about. Using black history to promote something else entirely. They left out the black history. Oh, there is a word document with some things Dr. King about Dr. King, but no PowerPoints or any other materials. This was suggested material for teachers to use in the classroom for elementary, middle, and high school. I spoke to my child's middle school principal in not so many words. She said no way was it going to be used in their school. I'm going to be organizing parents to speak out about it, but I can see Mo's point. If I were black, I'd be pissed because there's lessons or PowerPoints about black people, much less black men. Wow. Education system, man. That's that's the whole... You wait till they come for your founding fathers. Right? (laughs) (laughs) The other 11 months. Wait till they start working on the other 11 months. (laughs) Thank you very much, uh, William. Uh, then we have uh, Clinton, who came in with uh, a $23 donation and a $17 donation. So I would say that puts, uh, uh, let's see, and doesn't that put Clinton, oh, they 40, okay. 40. Yeah. 40, yeah. Anyway, please pass more blunts and keep hitting Adam mouth. Okay. And then he says swimming school. I think that came. Yeah, after, keep swimming. Yeah, keep after, swimming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, keep swimming. For the swimming school, I got you. Vincent Tillman Jr., uh, fifteen twenty-five, supporting a great podcast. Thank you, Vince. Yes, you are. Uh, Terry Keller with the four dot eleven. I see it every single time. No what? note. And we... That's not Terry Keller. That's Terry the human subscription Keller. They because he. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Take notes, folks. <laughs> Terry doesn't want me to get a, a subscription option. Terry likes doing it himself. Uh, like doing the work. 
And finally, Stephen uh, Polamain with 333 and a Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to you, Stephen. Thank you very much. And thank you all for being producers of episode 57 of MoFax with Adam Curry. And uh, again, if you'd like to support us for the next episode, uh, just go to MoFax.com or directly to the donation page, MoFundMe.com, M-O-E-F-U-N-D-M-E.com. So now, how did we get here? How did the right get so divided? <laughs> well, I saw it coming. Uh, but I'll let this next clip play the bizarre pro-Trump conspiracy theory. QAnon is, in essence, a conspiracy theory that gives hope to people who want the things it says to be true. And according to the conspiracy theory, Trump is actually leading an effort to prosecute villainous Democrats, most of whom are engaged in um, baby sex trafficking rings and committing other heinous crimes. It also wraps in deep state conspiracy theories. It is used as a hopeful way to explain things like the um, Mueller probe um, into the Trump campaign. I personally believe that much of what we are taught and told by uh, authorities or institutions in this country is false information. It looks to be a public intelligence dissemination program whereby they're utilizing anonymous online posting boards such as 4chan and 8chan as a back channel to give the public information to, to help guide them, to help show the way and let them know what's really going on and what's going on behind the scenes. Although Trump hasn't given any indication that he is aware of QAnon or believes it, um, he is the person who, I guess, inadvertently started it. Uh, okay. I saw this one coming. <laughs> I saw this one coming. I was like, and the reason why I saw it coming, this is, this is another label. This yes, is another. Yes, 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 yes. And it's nothing wrong to be investigating, you know saying to investigate and want to be interested well, well, in well, uh, let me, information. Let me, let me give you just one one data point here, because the labeling. <clears throat> so I follow all of this because it's part of what mm-hmm. I do, and and this, they're mixing a few things together. Um, because of course, <laughs> right? But I, but it's important to to segregate. Um, mm-hmm. So for someone to say it's a conspiracy, QAnon is a conspiracy theory. No, you know, there were postings by someone known as Q and that's where uh, that stemmed from. So they're not even really telling you that part. And this Q was supposed to be someone inside uh, the White House or deep inside intelligence, etc. It was never about It's what they said in this clip. And I've heard this. And you're right. This is where the labeling comes in. Mainly a conspiracy theory about Democratic politicians who were involved in in crazy stuff. It was never about Democrats. In fact, uh, as it was coming to a head, we had the Wayfair conspiracy, that Wayfair was shipping kids in containers, and that's why they were very expensive, and the serial numbers match missing children. That was 
uh, 17, 18-year-old white girls who were spreading that around. That was so widespread and has nothing to do with political affiliation whatsoever. Now, added to that came Jeffrey Epstein. And this is where you got to start saying, okay, you know, you've, you can't call everything a conspiracy theory when you have uh, a convicted uh, sex predator, pedophile, and the people he associated with. I mean, this, so when that's not investigated by the mainstream media, then obviously that got sucked up and people are, you know, so, so it kind of got into this whole ball of wax. And now I'll hand it back to you. Absolutely. Now just the QAnon is being used as a label and they're already uh, doing this by saying it was about people who said Democratic politicians were doing this. But that's that's a blatant lie. And I really want to lean on you for these next two or three clips. Uh, that one included. So next two to three clips, um, because I, I kept my distance with this. I, I was like, eh. when stuff gets too mainstream. It makes me nervous. Right. But I was following this from from the beginning. Um, no, no, I, I know you were. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that it's no truth to it because, hell, we were talking about this in 2015. Absolutely. Or, or, or before. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of this is new. No. Um, it's just the fact that when it started getting picked up on what you would call semi-mainstream talking points, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, wait, wait a minute. Who's pushing the gas on this? And yeah, uh, and this is also, but it is also an American phenomenon. Q sent me. Kilroy was here. I mean, there's been mm-hmm. uh, who was uh, who was John Galt. I mean, there's been these kind of memeish like things throughout American history. Right. Um, and so it is kind of an American origin thing. We're kind of good at that. <laughs> We're good at making this crap up and running with it. True. Uh, and I'll, I'll get. Let's play this next clip. And then I'll explain to you more why I was nervous about it. He made a cryptic statement to reporters in early October where he talked about the coming storm, a statement that he then refused to explain. The phrase the storm has come to be super important to people who believe or circulate these posts where the storm refers to this kind of coming mass justice against um, all of Trump's enemies. After this statement a few weeks later, um, there started to be these kind of anonymous posts on uh, a site called 4chan. They started spreading to other platforms like YouTube and like Reddit, where people who maybe aren't as familiar with how 4chan works or how to read it could start to access and see these posts and get excited about them. I came across Q at the end of October in 2017. And it was within the first maybe one, two or three days. Now, I first started seeing these posts on Twitter, actually. bunch of people who believed in QAnon or wanted to give it more visibility showed up to a Trump rally wearing t-shirts and carrying signs that had big letter Qs on them. Many media outlets covered that and explained what QAnon was and began to kind of dive into this breakthrough moment for this conspiracy theory. 
people who believe in the QAnon conspiracy theory. So broad and it's also shockingly widespread. It's like an alternative reality game. Experts I've talked to who study media amplification will often kind of describe this paradox where journalists who are reporting on conspiracy theories or outlets that are pursuing these stories are simultaneously doing important and necessary work and doing the worst possible thing that they could do, um, which is giving these conspiracy theories an even wider audience. Yeah. <laughs> I think by design. Let me explain to you why I had apprehension about this. And this is from something similar, how we talked about things through the black lens. Mm-hmm. When you start hearing certain things creep over and not, not being shut down, not being shadow banned. Yeah. That's like, that's I got that feeling with black lives matter. I was like, hold on. <laughs> this is trending. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it's your same point. Basically. It's like when, when they allow it, that's when you gotta be suspicious. And because they took the, but, but as you said, a lot of this was based in actual facts, but they take it and move the goalposts. That's the same thing they did with black lives matter. We thought we were talking about dead black men. Right. No, nope. we're talking about global warming and all this other. What? Hold on. What? So when they do this and hijack it, it makes me very nervous. And when I start seeing this creep over and we actually covered, I covered it just a little bit to say, hey, this stuff is creeping over into urban, quote unquote, pips, <laughs> urban uh, platforms. Mm-hmm. And that was with the fall cabal. We actually right, covered this, I right, think, in right, the first right. potluck. Yep. And I was like, well, let's play the clip and listen how this, uh, this is Amina, um, and she speaks about Donald Trump. Donald Trump has, um, when you watch this, you're, I'm not going to think he's the bad guy. I don't think he's the bad guy. Anymore. I don't care for him, but he's not the bad guy. But that's because the yeah. media putting out all this. They, the, the mainstream media, stop watching TV. It's that serious on what the, they do to create fake news and stories. It's crazy. This documentary will open your open your mind so far to where it's like I'm not, I can't do nothing else but but think about what the fuck I'm under. No? You did? You still there? I'm here. I'm here. They ain't okay. at me. They ain't yeah, at me. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't at me. Yes, but like I said, okay, the boule, his name is on there. <laughs> so I heard this and I said, Fall Cabal. And I went and found it on YouTube. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. YouTube bans everything. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But this was readily available under the I was able to search it by his name and find it made me very wary of it but i had to report on it because i'm this is starting to creep over into non-traditional uh conspiracy theory platforms and this thing caught on like wildfire especially this fall this fall cabal but we're going to play the next clip and i'll explain to you that I'm a seasoned veteran in this, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've been down that road before. Uh, 36. 
An issue that has received a lot of real coverage recently is all the fake news currently popping up on social media. And now one fake story has caused real violence. A North Carolina man was arrested Sunday in Washington, D.C. after a shooting that he says was motivated by an Internet conspiracy theory. He is appearing in court this afternoon. Detectives say Edgar Welch told them he drove nearly 370 miles from North Carolina to Washington to self-investigate the bizarre conspiracy theory known as Pizzagate. The false story accuses Hillary Clinton and her former campaign chairman, John Podesto, of running a child sex ring from a pizza restaurant called Comet Ping Pong. The Pizzagate rumor came from fringe elements of social media and was pushed during the campaign by right-wing websites like Breitbart, which is run by key Trump advisor Steve Bannon. It has also been pushed by the son of President-elect Donald Trump's new national security director, Mike Flynn. On Sunday after the incident, Michael Flynn Jr. tweeted, quote, until Pizzagate proven to be false, it will remain a story. The claim has no basis in fact. The suspect was charged with assault with a dangerous weapon. He's making his first court appearance today. Fortunately, no one was hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he trip and the gun went off? I believe so. But he was trying to be he was trying to be uh, covert with a uh, with AR-15. AR-15. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to see here. I think this was the model for January 6th. Oh yeah, but that's yeah same same type of um, profile person. Bring him in, yeah. Make him make the make him look make the crowd and the story and the conspiracy theory seem crazy because there was a lot of smoke to that story. Still is, that still co- is, yeah, still is. But that's that's now I'm juxtaposing uh, PizzaGate with QAnon. I'm like, hold on. Y'all are letting YouTube, letting this fly, and they shut down everything that had to do with Pizzagate. Like I said, I was in these streets. I used to talk about Epstein in 2014. I mean, this is nothing, this is nothing new to me, and people would think I was crazy. And like, even my mother-in-law, she was like, baby, you was right. She was like, you know what I'm saying? You talking about that Jeff Epstein? I was like, I tried to tell you. So Believe me, Mo, I've been doing this for 15 years. And after a while, you're like, yeah, I know. Yeah, you said I was nuts eight years ago. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But you can spot the stories they want you to lash on to. Yes, 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 yes. That's my point. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I'm not a lot of smoke to the Q story. Yeah. A lot of things they were pointing out, but it was the accessibility to it. It was different. And I mean, I, I, I frequent YouTube. And to find certain things, you had to just stumble upon them. But I could type in fall cabal and it's boom. It's right like, up. boom, right, right, right. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So that's why I just covered it a little bit on the show to say this thing is th- floating out of here. And we know uh, there was TV shows based around uh, harvesting the life force from children and all sure. that. I mean, so it's not foreign, but I think. A lot of people that missed the Pizzagate boat, QAnon sucked them up. The but also, time we must remember in context, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. So we had a huge Hollywood element and and perverted stuff, you know, like masturbating into plants and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, so it's, it's not uh, hard to understand how people can, you know, 
can see this as being very feasible. No, the feasibility, and I'm not, I'm on board with the feasibility of it. I'm, but I'm like, why are you telling me this? Right. Why do I need to know this? Why are we making this? Well, the theory would be, um, you let people, so they have some form of truth, and you take that and you spin it right away and you put it into a context. And I mean, this is the, the whole conspiracy theory is, I believe, was developed by the CIA as a countermeasure where you actually are giving someone something. The truth is there and you say, you're nuts. It's a form of gaslighting almost. It, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it's a form of gaslighting. So this is Alex Jones speaking with T.I., the rapper. Okay. And so the robber barons, uh, the most rich people, and you know the Rockefellers, the, sure. all of them started going there, and then they started doing druidic and Germanic rituals, and reportedly even human sacrifice there. Uh, and then kids started disappearing in the area. It was being reported, right. you know, over a hundred years ago, the kids were missing mm. uh, quite a bit. That they were missing being, children seemed to be the a repetitive narrative. Yeah. So it seems like children or innocence are the fuel. Just like in the new Skeksy Netflix thing that's excellent, they, the they literally take the innocent uh, Gethling and they, and they suck its energy. You say the new what? The uh, new uh, Dark Crystal uh, mm, show. I is, haven't is, seen it. It's an allegory of exactly what they're doing. Uh, and it, so, so I got contacted by uh, a reporter with Channel 4, and he said, I've got people that work there, and they want it to be exposed. But we can't have the liability, and I know you've snuck into some places, done some investigative reporting on some military drills that we're practicing around people up and stuff. We've, you know, if we got you a ticket and got you, you know, the inside deal, you can still get arrested by the Secret Service because presidents and people go there. But will you sneak in? And, and, and I said yes. So you were prompted by, uh, a, like a facility or like a group. Yes, and it, and, and, and it turns out... Who was this group again? turns out it was the Democrats, basically. Mm. <laughs> because Bohemian Grove... Bohemian Grove is mainly Republican. Okay, go ahead. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I never heard that clip. That's a good one. Yeah, so that's Alex Jones. And the way they framed Alex Jones was... And they spelled it in the spelling of the title. C-O-N caps... Dash Spiercy. Right. Cons. Like he's a con yeah, like mm -hmm. he's a con artist. Uh, for whatever you think about Alex Jones, he put a lot of us on oh, yeah. to thinking outside the box. He was right about he was right about a lot of stuff. He, uh, right right about a lot and still right still mm -hmm. right about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So but when you do that for six days a week, three hours a day, you're going to get some things wrong. Oh, heck yeah. You're going to get some things wrong. And he tries to stay on the cutting edge. And he actually allowed the Q thing uh, on his platform in a way that later he was questionable about the people that he let on his platform. And that's the danger when you interview people, because, you know, um, it's the same way. It's like you don't know who you're shaking hands with. I mean, you said it yourself. I mean, it is, when you get on, go on a platform, you're kind of associated with. Um, you may mention that before. 
Sure. So this is where I think he caught he he caught wind of it early because he's done this long enough to say, yeah, I don't know about this. And now the QAnon people are the bottom of the bottom. <laughs> if I if to use a the term, they are, I mean, they're Q tards and, and, and I, I don't, that's uncalled for, mm-hmm. but you have to demonize somebody. So it's like, who can we demonize? And this next clip is him having a meltdown and a rant about the the QAnon shaman. <laughs> because you're full of shit! That's why! Because every god thing, goddamn thing out of you people's mouths doesn't come true. And it's always, oh, there's energy, and oh, now we're done with Trump. You said he was the Messiah! You said he was invincible! You said it was all over! They were all going to get Mo! Now, oh, he's part of a larger thing of Q. I will not suffer your Q people after this. I knew what you were day one, and I know what you are now, and I'm sick of it! <laughs> Divide and conquer. Yep. Divide and conquer. You yeah, gotta you, you got, got we have we have to get you have to learn this. Some people might be wrong, but you can't start eating yourself. And this is why the this is what uh Neely Fuller was talking about. Black people, we've been going through this for a long time of the self um so what is it that uh that that keeps you together how do you not divide which of course there's always division but uh help a how white, do you not divide you tell me Hold on. help a white brother out <laughs> no no help a black brother out how do y'all do it adam how do you do that unity thing it's, right it's, it's by, to us. by being on top that's how we do the unity thing so now right. we got to figure out how it works down at the bottom because you're you're um you you think everybody's suspect it's like why who is this person where did he come from you start to question everything and then this this is another mind trap where you really can't trust anybody um you can't act in good faith with people and it starts to cause division and that's what 40 um excuse me 56 was all about yeah with pitting black men against black men over things that really not are not our our fight right. but you can weaponize them against each other and not this the, the overarching theme of this show is you you all are gonna go through when i say you all uh conservative uh maga whatever you want to call yourself even QAnon. You're going to go through something where they're setting up a mind trap for y'all and the empath- me being empathetic is saying, don't, don't go in the trap. <laughs> don't cause it takes you so many years to come out of it. You become jaded. You become, um, frustrated, isolated. So that's my thing to tell people don't fall into these mind traps because it starts to splinter everybody. Mm. And I, I say this and I use Alex Jones as an example because even he has an independent uh, venture. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think it's really tied to anything. I mean, because it can't be because they they canceled him. Yeah. Um, but this is what happens when you listen to this next clip. When you start, when they start cranking those gears down on people, you start seeing them turn on each other. As you're going to hear in this next clip. I wish all these other people, Millie Weaver wouldn't promote us. I let her go. Caitlin Bennett wouldn't do anything. They just took our money. And then, oh, you're censoring Millie. Oh, you're censoring Caitlin. BS! They were ashamed of us. They didn't want to get deplatformed. That's why they're gone. They all are. It's BS. Watson will probably be completely gone from us now. Because everybody's cutting and running because they're scared. Because I haven't backed off on defending America. They're all cutting and running because they're scared. Well, guess what? I'm not scared. And I'm going to be truthful until the end, and I'm not going to back down. And that's how this works. Took someone off air because I make money off Trump and because I don't want Trump criticized. I criticize Trump constantly. All I've been persecuted for Trump. We'll probably be off the air soon for Trump. But the very people saying it have still got all their Twitter channels so they can sit up there like little toads and lie about us. It's up to God how people are judged, but I tell you, gloves are off for all you wimps playing man, playing Big Daddy. Let's play Big Daddy. <laughs> Let's talk about the love of Hitler that you hope I don't talk about. We'll be right back. <laughs> I didn't mean to go on that rant earlier. I was thinking how much the Q stuff's driven me up the wall and how much it pisses me off. And how then I got accused of supposedly supporting that stuff because it leaks into my show. My, my, my rage is not for David when I was getting mad. It's, it's for the whole situation. It's for everything. <laughs> Him and David Knight broke up, man. I know. I had, like, I had dinner with sad. David. I had dinner with David Knight. That's sad, man. Like, I mean, because they were like the Stockton and Hornacek of of of, of conspiracy theories. Well, the, the killer backcourt. But I'm, but what I, I'm just saying is this: this is what happens. You become. I see it. I can see it through my lens, and this you see this all the time on our side. Where this person doesn't like this person, and you see two people getting along, you're like, "Yeah, that's gonna fall out soon." Well, that's how I've had my own experience, uh, where even just me presenting the crazy, uh, or call it crazy, theories of what might happen between now and inauguration day was, I think, really bothered my co-host, and we had a, a couple of real tense moments about it. I'm like, "Shut up! I'm, I can play this." He's like, "It's so stupid." <laughs> I did his voice perfectly, by the way, when I but, did that. But, that, but the, what, what that what that is is, and and, and I'm speaking from my my situations. People don't want to be affiliated with things that can make them look yes, bad. Of course, of course. But if we start thinking that way, then that creates groupthink. <laughs> it's like I can't bring yeah something to the table. And this is, this is, I, I, I went down this whole list to show you this is our norm. And you wonder why we can't build anything. Mm-hmm. People will say, oh, why can't black people build anything? I mean, they live in America, all the freedom. Why can't they? Because if you're worried about the next person robbing you, or not physically robbed, but like 
uh, th- this deal or that deal. Let me, let me, let me, I'm going I'm to disclose something that about Bitcoin. Okay. Now, it's funny you say that because when you, when you said that, that's the story, this story that you're about to tell comes to mind immediately. Right. I knew, I knew immediately where, and I have talked to people about this. Go ahead. When, okay. So me and you had a conversation about Bitcoin maybe a month ago. I think it was around 20. You like, I think it's, you know, it's a good, you know, good investment. And I was before I was like, yes. And then I went and get a haircut. And my barber said, Hey, you heard about Bitcoin? I was like, no way in the hell I'm investing in it. <laughs> because the, the this is my theory. When an investment or opportunity reaches us, it's about to be the dump. They pumped it and they're about to dump it. And no sooner than I talked to him, my niece sent me a text. Hey, <laughs> you heard about Bitcoin? And then Meek Mills tweets about it. Like y'all got, y'all need to learn about Bitcoin and investing in stock. And that's when it went from over that weekend, it went from 40 down to 30. Well, and I'm not, I'm not crapping on Bitcoin. What I'm saying is this is the mind screw that we deal with. That is like nothing. It can't, it's too good to be true. It's, it, you know, it's, and then you become that black guy in the office that you just can't, uh, you know, he doesn't get excited about anything. I mean, cause it's, I know it's going to, I know it's going to fail. This is really, I know it's going to, thank you for sharing that Mo, because, uh, I, I think that I hope people heard that rewind that people listen to the last 20 seconds. I know that black guy in the office and now, and for the first time in my life, I understand him. Yeah, that's why he's that way. It's like, oh, yeah, I didn't get the promotion. I knew I wasn't going to get it anyway. Oh, you know, mm. yeah, no, I knew that was going to happen. And then what happens is I'm a believer in your thoughts manifest themselves into your reality. So then it becomes just self-feeding. <clears throat> I'm saying this to y'all out of empathy. Don't let this happen to you. Exactly. It took me years to climb out of inherited mind trap. Hey, man, I'm putting the money in Bitcoin too. <laughs> just, just so no, you no, know. no, no, no. I, mean, I, I think it's a sound investment. But what I'm saying is that second guessing is, that, is, is what happens to you, of course. Right. Mm-hmm. That's too good to be true. That's, uh, you know, uh, well, and, and then you miss out, you know, and it's, yeah, so uh, I don't want to see this happen to anybody else because I, I I have I'm empathetic and I'm gonna that's something I'm gonna try to put push into. We did the work last year. Now we have to have empathy, you know, because everybody ain't did the work yet. Right. <laughs> so we can't, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wow, I, I mean, that's my rant. That's my rant. I mean, well, but, no, that's beautiful, man. Thank you for sharing that. That's really good. That's, right, that's so, very helpful. Now we have to go back to Alex Jones and T.I. because they get on infiltration. Problem with them is the disregard and disrespect for black lives and all of the the, the rhetoric that he spews that galvanizes. What's an example? Um, the very fine people on both sides. So I'd love to elaborate on that. Now, you can say what now, this is the thing. 
I can give you credit for being exceptionally smart and intelligent, or I can deal with you as though you are exceptionally dumb and unintelligent. But I can't hop back and forth and do both. Yeah, let me expand on what I'm saying. I'm not an apologist for Trump. Um, and what I'm trying to explain is you had the police and you had Antifa and then you had the white supremacists and all these people who were going to have this event. And there are real white supremacists in this country and that exists. But I could show you that I had the time where the Southern Poverty Law Center and all these other organizations mm-hmm. have been caught going and not just infiltrating these groups, but creating them and hyping them up and finding mentally ill people okay. to follow them over and over again. And I can tell you that of the five leaders of those groups, I had mm-hmm. a couple of them on to tell them they were feds. Okay. Okay. Those individuals, their parents all work for Obama and Hillary, mm-hmm. uh, and they just a year before worked for Hillary, okay. and then suddenly they're walking around in 1930s Nazi outfits doing all this, and then there's a big clash, and then, and then oh, America can now fight with itself. There it is. <laughs> all, all these things were test runs for what we're about to experience now, I believe. Hmm. Joe Biden said he started his campaign off of Charlottesville. You know, I mean, so did T.I. literally just say that he believes the very fine people quote that? Of course. Of course. What do you mean? Do we need to play it? Just can, so everybody, can, every, no, do we need to no, play it no, so everybody can hear no, it? No, no, <laughs> because there's no need to. Well, there's no, I'm, I'm not shutting it down. What I'm saying, there's no, no need to. No, I know. To. I know. Solidify what I'm saying is memories. that it doesn't matter. That's why I was even with Trump and being elected and you know the machines are rigged and you know something funny happened with the numbers. Bruh, this is meant to be. And you just accept it. I, and that's why I said it on people can go back and listen. I laid out the whole case of how I thought it happened, but it ain't gonna change a thing because this is what the world wants. And they use people like Alex Jones was saying. To infiltrate, we've heard it in the Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. We've heard you're saying throughout the whole the whole show. We heard about infiltration. I mean, we go back to uh, Booker T. Washington and and sure. and, and uh, W E B Du Bois um, and uh, all of that infiltration, 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 infiltration. So I guess this is the point where I made well, not yet. So as this thing went down some characters start to pop out that caught my attention. I haven't heard anybody. Well, I heard somebody talk about one, but we'll play the first one first. And this is the Olympic gold medalist, uh, Cleet Keller. A week has passed since the mob rioted and sieged the nation's capital. Now, nearly every day, people with Colorado ties who went to D.C. are surfacing in news reports and in criminal cases. Gold medal swimmer Cleek Keller of Colorado Springs was hit with a federal arrest warrant out of D.C. for violent entry and obstruction. Video shows the six-foot-six Olympian in the Capitol wearing a USA jacket with an official Olympic patch, which is cited in the federal arrest warrant. 
The document cites these online videos capturing his alleged crime. And then there's Cleveland Meredith, who was also prolific online. A man accused of traveling from Colorado armed with an assault rifle, a pistol, high-capacity magazines, and 2,500 rounds. Investigators say he had plans to target Speaker Nancy Pelosi and shoot her in the head on live TV. He's facing federal charges, too. Now, how did they lump those two stories together? Isn't that great? And if I'm ironing my clothes like I normally do in the morning listening to this report, <laughs> I'm thinking the swimmer showed up with all the guns and all the ammo. It sounded like it, didn't it? <laughs> right. If you could play that last maybe 20 seconds. Listen to this pivot they do. Yeah, that was pretty good. Hold on a second around here. And then there's Cleveland Meredith, no, who was document cites these online videos capturing his alleged crime. And then there's Cleveland Meredith, who was also prolific online. A man accused of traveling from Colorado armed with an assault rifle, a pistol, high-capacity magazines, and 2,500 rounds. Investigators say he had plans to target Speaker Nancy Pelosi and shoot her in the head on live TV. He's facing federal charges, too. Man, how did those two? <laughs> I love the shooter in the head part. What, the right. guy, did the guy say that? No, just sources. And, and, and where are they from? Colorado. Mm. What is Colorado known for? I mean, Weed. Hey, not only that, but Spooks. certain uh, Spooks. Yeah. Spooks. Okay. Well, that's one Olympian. And I'll raise you another Olympian, John Sullivan. And Kelly and Bob, James Sullivan says he turned in tips about his brother to the FBI here in Salt Lake City. He says he believes that his brother was not only involved in the riot at the Capitol, but somehow in charge. Full disclosure, the FBI has been in contact with me. John Sullivan posted to his Twitter on Wednesday. I got the call, as I said again today, that... Um, he was uh, going to be apprehended by the FBI. John's brother, James, says he first learned his brother was at the U.S. Capitol when friends started texting him these pictures. Then John posted video to YouTube. You're through that shit? Like, I'm just trying to record what we He was going in there to document it, but he also was part of the Antifa groups. I also, you know, want to want to support the black community out here too in the best way that I can. That's my belief. I believe the Black Lives Matter. I mean, I'm not here to assert myself and my beliefs on other people. I just want to give people the footage, the, the video. The FBI's office in Salt Lake City would not confirm they were investigating Sullivan or any Utahns. I want to condemn, uh, absolutely condemn the shameful and uh, violence that we saw on January 6th at the U.S. Capitol. We still love John, like, and that's something that he needs to know. Now, the criminal complaint against John includes violent entry. John was also charged by Provo police officers back in July of 2020 for criminal mischief and rioting. In Salt Lake City, Aaron Cox, Fox 13 News, Utah. Hey, wait, wait. John Solomon, he's black? Yes. Well, wait, wait, there's a black guy who was near a shooting of a white girl and they let him go? Yes. <laughs> do you need any now, more hold, evidence? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do, me, do, do this. I got I to gotta get you to do this. Look at John Sullivan. It's, 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 it's important for the next set of clips. You want me to look at him right now? Yes, please. Okay. At, at his picture? Okay. Hold on yes. a second. Yeah. It's going to be very, it's going to take you long. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
what is this? Bugged out of his mind. <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> oh my goodness. And where is he from? Utah. Bingo. A black guy from Utah. <laughs> what is Utah known for? <laughs> Spooks. Now we got two Olympians <laughs> at the Capitol. On either side, one guy got his Olympic jacket on. Like, dude, you about to go do a crime. The last thing you want to do is wear your Olympian jacket. And then we got this other, hold on, we got a black speed skater from Utah. <laughs> and Black Lives Matter. Yeah, at he, the Capitol. He was just there to give people the video. That's what he said. That's all. They, but his brother turned him in. Yeah, how about that? How about that? <laughs> what are they saying with this story? Turn I, on I, your I, own had, I had not brother. heard any of this. No, there's there's more. Oh, okay, <laughs> I might need a little theorem in on this one because it might be a space jam stretch. But okay. I got a, I got a, got a theory. All right, hold on, let me warm it up here. There we go. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> let well, it rip, Mo. Let it rip. <laughs> We're all familiar with Kathy O'Brien and transformation of uh, of America. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. Forty three. Take a stand for sports. By me, Kathy O'Brien. Mind control is prevalent in all major league sports, from baseball to the Olympics. Until we address this harsh reality, sports players will continue to take a knee to their handlers. Powerful performances. I know from experience that components of MK Ultra Mind Control include 44 times visual acuity and extreme physical endurance, both of which were capitalized on for a variety of applications, from military to sports. With 44 times visual acuity, golfers, tennis pros, basketball players, football players, and baseball's pitchers, catchers, and hitters could perform with pinpoint accuracy. Mind Control's heightened physical endurance and program capabilities were also utilized to the point where it even became common for pitchers to throw off their arm. Oh, Mo, you know, and and people have to know that this is where our roads have always met. Whenever it comes to lizard people or MK Ultra, Mo and I are the same color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man! Uh, if, if you if you're not familiar with Kathy O'Brien, then uh, people should go look her up. I'll, I'll put a couple links in the show notes. She's okay. got so quite a tale to tell. A lot. She says a lot, and mm-hmm. nobody's ever pressed her legally that I know of. But I'll say this: if I'm in Utah or Colorado, <laughs> and I need somebody, she said a word there. She said. Um, can you play like the last maybe 20 seconds because the term she used? Yeah, sure. Hold on a second. Um, I'm going to make sure I use the right With 44 times term. visual acuity, golfers, tennis pros, basketball players, football players, and baseball's pitchers, catchers, and hitters could perform with pinpoint accuracy. Mind Control's heightened physical endurance and program capabilities Program, were also used- program capability. Yeah. Oh hey. man, that's so cool, Mo. <laughs> I never thought about the athletes, especially you the done, taking you, a knee and all that stuff. Wow! 
you're done with your career, Olympic career. You, you still have these skills. You got a whole other program. <laughs> yeah, yeah, program yeah. capability. Uh, hey, nice. Let me get a uh, cleats number. <laughs> and they just happened to show up to the Capitol together. Well, it was interesting because when he said, "I was just there to uh, to uh, you know what's his name uh, Sullivan." Yeah, I was just there to uh, give them the video. I mean that when he said that I was like, is this guy like thick or is he sounded a bit programmed? What about his eyes? <laughs> they gave him the extra shock treatment. <laughs> He's like when uh, I saw this guy, I was like, he looks like MJ Archer walking. <laughs> no, I'm, se- I'm serious. No, you're though. right. These, these you're pe- right. Yeah. These people don't go away. You put all that time in and an asset training them to do whatever their skill set is still useful. You don't let that go away. No, it's useful. Useful wagon. That's all I'm saying, but I have a second clip from Kathy. (laughs) Oh, good. With the keys I held, it was easy to predict, for example, that the Toronto Blue Jays would win the series in 1992 and 1993 while Canada was being brought in on the groundwork of NAFTA. Rather than profit from what I knew, Mark and I chose to blow the whistle on mind-controlling sports in an effort to free the minds of players and restore true sportsmanship to the games. Mind control must be factored into the equation to understand the deep state new world order's insurgence on our society so we can effectively reclaim our great nation from their grip. Rather than take a knee to mind control handlers, we must take a stand for free thought. Then, and only then, can we restore dignity and true sportsmanship to America's favorite pastimes. What was that taken from? Because I want to, I want to, uh, is that an audio book of hers? No, it's a, I actually found it on the website. Uh, it's like website. a little clip. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, I have I have it in I have it in the show note. It's on the show note I have actually. Um, but yeah, Kathy O'Brien. What what did she say? She says that, and this is going to show you that you are a sports fan, Adam, because she'll say, "What what does it make sense for who to win this politically?" And she just sit there and said, "When NAFTA, uh, Canada yeah. was entering NAFTA, they let the Toronto Blue Jays win back to back." Well, you know, this is this has been long been a theory of uh, the Dvorak and I have had. It kind of fell off the radar a bit, but we would often very accurately call uh, Super Bowl or World uh, World Cup soccer mm-hmm. uh, based upon which country we thought needed the win for what economic reasons and whether we were right because we're so so genius or not. But it, it did it did uh, it did match up surprisingly but often how did, how did you make it happen though you you can see that you can read the tea leaves right right how do they right. how do they influence the game by having assets in the game oh man this is so good and once they're done yeah hey they, they got a life out the sports they got a contract hmm <laughs> i don't think that's not theremin to me mo you don't have to theremin that for me 
I'm all in well, on this some people, stuff. Yeah, some people may. I got to pay more attention because you know that Don Lemon's got to be MK Ultra. Anderson Cooper was in the CIA, so he's definitely. It's a lot of them out there. Yeah. yeah. And they have Rachel that, Maddow, yeah. probably. It's a lot of them out there, especially in sports. And I think especially Tucker, Tucker Carlson, the, probably, too. They just have a different uh, program running on him. A lot of people that we cover in this show. Especially in athletics and entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so cool. two Olympians show up. Man, that, that I was like, no, <laughs> no way great. in hell. That, that's a great find. I didn't know about that. That's fantastic. Only on now, MoFax. Only on MoFax will you get that. I will say this. I may have been hard on my boy, 45 Savage, because 45 still my guy. Uh, even though, you know, it is what it is. He couldn't bring home the second term, but I just think he's a he's a funny guy. I mean, like I mean, he's very entertaining and a funny guy. So I clip this next clip and dedication to him and what he may say to everybody as he leaves the White House in his post as the forty fifth president. You are all a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> you know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good? You're not good. You just know how to hide. How to lie. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell the truth. Even when I lie. So say goodnight to the bad guy. Hmm. Come on. The last time you're going to see a bad guy like this again, let me tell you. Oh, that's a great, that's a great one, Mo. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. I told you, man, all, he was honest. Even when he lied, he told the truth. Because you'll never see a bad guy like him. That's right. You'll never see a bad guy like him again. It was a hell of a ride for these last four years. So I'll still wait until the buzzer, see if the Kraken spreads its wings. Of course, but I- I'm a sports fan. <laughs> it, it ain't over. It ain't over. Uh, <laughs> uh, a worthy, a worthy goodbye. Very good, Mo. Thanks, right. man. This was great. And we, what is this, three hours and 33 minutes? Oh, my goodness. If we stop Whoa. at 33 seconds, then we're perfectly on time. <laughs> that was good, buddy. Well, I, I, I really had a lot of fun. And I, I love uh, getting to the bottom of things with you. I appreciate it as always, Adam. And as I always say, pay attention to everything and the truth will reveal itself. We'll see you next time, everybody. Remember us at mofax.com, M-O-E-F-U-N-D-M-E.com. Direct to our donation page. And we'll see you next time right here on MoFax with Adam Kerr. <laughs> Great song to leave with. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more.
treat me so mean You're the meanest old woman that I've ever seen I guess if you say so I'll have to pack my things and go That's right, hit the road, Jack Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more Hit the road, Jack And don't you come back no more What you say? Hit the road, Jack And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more Hit the road, Jack And don't you come back no more Now, baby, listen, baby, don't you treat me this way Cause I'll be back on my feet someday Don't care if you do call this understood You ain't got no money, you just ain't no good Well, I guess if you say so I'll have to pack my things and go That's right, hit the road, Jack And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more Hit the road, Jack And don't you come back no more What you say? Hit the road, Jack And don't you come back no more Don't you come back no more. What you trying to do to don't me? You come back.